This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro gang, we are joined by the D-boy Pinoy, the king of cunnilingus, your dick on mosquito, he's smashing pussy that smell like Cool Ranch Dorito, the Bruiser Brigade boss man, the rhyme scheme circular but the teeth straight, the green screen governor, skinny jeans cost most rappers a rack, his skinny jeans cost him a record deal, the Don Dada of the dental work, the monologue maestro, the Muay Thai titan, he going Michelin star mode the way he eat out, the sultan of self-care, the genre-bending general, the Newport number one, the Austin admiral, from the plastic-covered couch to your mom's house, Rapper, podcaster, Danny Brown. Danny, how are you? <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, you, you, I was stuck at D-Boy Pinoy. Man. Was, <laughs> oh, right up shit, top. Not crazy. many people know that you got that Asian that Asian blood I coursing tried, through your veins, right? I'm trying to let it fly. I'm trying yeah. to let them know. <laughs> this is a big part of who I am. You know, I was just talking about that earlier. Um, I mean, just, you know, growing up in Detroit or just in general, my, um, like I said, I had young parents, so, and I was the first child. So I think Ooh. that's where I became like... um. A psycho? Yeah. I'm like, why y'all just didn't stop at me? <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Um, two brothers, two sisters. Oh, nice. Are any of them rappers as well? Nah. Or podcasters? Nah. <laughs> but so I would live with my Filipino grandma just so I can be the only child. <laughs> Is it true <laughs> that you first got interested in clothing because all the fucking dope boys and drug dealers would get their like furs done at her dry cleaning yeah. Spot? No, that's how I came up on a lot of clothes. Oh, oh like, like you would, boosted? You would, no, what happened was when I was in maybe, which changed my life, probably fucked my life up. Actually, <laughs> what happened, I was working at the cleaners. She would let me work there in the summers and shit, like just doing, helping around and stuff. And um, one time this drug dealer, man, he just left a shit ton of clothes at the cleaners, like Tommy Hilfiger, Nautica, Gas, furs, leathers, just uh, his whole like wardrobe. And I guess he went to jail or got killed. You know, when you leave your clothes in the right. cleaner after so many days. And it's like a what? 60 day policy yeah, or whatever. Finders keepers. So I was, I was able so you to got take fresh as fuck then. in the summertime. So when school started, I oh, couldn't dude. wait. So all I had to do <laughs> was just buy shoes. And I just bought a shit ton of shoes. And then was he like the exact same size as you just like worked out? Like a, probably a little bit bigger. Okay. It's probably, but it was the era of big clothes then. There so it go, didn't dude. really even matter. Damn, the ultimate only, come up, bro. If only Tony Yayo brought you to 50 then. <laughs> Man. So it was crazy because he had like, I had like five Nautica coats. Wait, furs too? Like legit? You got no, like- he had, he had, it was a couple furs. It was a couple leathers, like Pelly Pelly leathers, but the actual like winter coats, yeah. like big ass Nautica coats and polo Wait, coats. Wait, so you were in high school like rocking like a, a mink from a drug dealer who was either locked up or murdered? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Frank One White day. type shit. Yeah, dude. One day I showed up to school wearing a, a mink coat and some gator boots. <laughs> and yeah, it was a big deal. How did that fuck your life up, though? You just were like, yo, I need I need this. Because this I became like me. one of the most popular kids in the school. <laughs> oh. I really went from ashy to classy. Yeah, like, <laughs> Real quick. The like curse my of ninth, success. My ninth grade year, I was like the fucking weirdo nerd that fucking wore fatigue pants and Timberlands every day and listened to Wu-Tang. And I was, I was that guy. And then you your came, Shaolin shit. And then I came back like the straight up, <laughs> swagged up, <laughs> next level. So yeah, teenage pregnancy was on the way. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the fur. It's the fir, pick up the fur at the dry cleaners to teenage pregnancy pipeline. And then that's what it turned to. Next yeah. thing you know, I was I because I was that a was baby my daddy. That was my high school life. You know, everybody had that one couple in school walking around together. She pregnant as hell, and it's that <laughs> all the teachers like, look at them. Their whole life is ruined. That was me. I was <laughs> that, that was, guy. 
Little wanna, did they know that you were only just getting started. You want to dress like a grown man, you got to act yeah, like a grown man. Exactly. Which exactly. is a perfect segue. Danny, the first thing we want to do is a little fit check. We're going to walk the audience at home through everything that you wore today. The choice for you is do you want to start top down or you want to go bottom up? I go bottom up. Thank there God. Yeah. There he is, yeah. dude. All right. What kicks do we I have mean, today? oh, I, I wore some the Supreme Jordans. The fives. Yeah. Those are looking good. I feel like you don't see them that much in New York. Like they were hot when they dropped, but now mm-hmm. it's like a more of like a low key flex. Yeah, I had them and I just never really wore them. Now I'm just starting to just wear all the stuff. You a big Jordan guy? Um, I mean, I just think coming up in the Midwest, you have to be. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like no a choice. staple. Yeah, it's like a staple, you know? Yeah. And um, oh, um, what are the socks? These Adidas socks. I didn't have any socks. I took these from my girl. <laughs> they're like, she was here. They're holding on for no shows. Yeah, they're holding on for dear life. Oh, yes. These are, yeah, I didn't have any socks. So <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you ain't got no socks in your bag. <laughs> she gave me these uh, 90s Carhartt double knees. Very nice. Someone yeah. painted in those for you, clearly. I know. You know, this, this is how we rocking out. Blue collar stolen valor. That's what this we This is how we show. rocking out. Are you, a big, are you a big vintage guy? Yes, that's all I am. Really? Yes. Well, except, for the, and, except for the Jordans. I mean, now those are kind of vintage. Yeah, yeah they were for long ice long enough, you know. <laughs> those are kind of vintage. Yeah. But being from Detroit is Carhartt like. It's got to be right. That's God. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's Eminem and Carhartt. Jay Dilla and Carhartt. Jay Dilla and Carhartt. Okay, General Motors. Know your audience. Jay Dilla and Carhartt. Moving on up. The T. Uh, um, Norse Projects. Ooh. Ooh. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yes. that is absolutely. <laughs> Shout out Norris, uh, dude. Carhartt Straight Rat collab. With the matching jacket? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Look at that, dude. That was intentional, or was that just like, oh, shit? I actually just got that when I got here. Dark oh. gave it to me, so shouts out to Dark. <laughs> Came through. Shout out to Dark Parker. And then what about the wrist wear, dude? Yachtmaster Rolex. Very nice. Are you a big watch guy? Huge watch guy. How many watches are in your collection? I mean, I, I give them away. Oh, word? Yeah. So like How do you whole- get one from Danny Brown? How do you get a Roly from Danny? When I lose it and you find it. <laughs> <laughs> You're out here losing Rolex. That would happen all the time, like when I would go on tour. We called it the, the Where's My Rolex tour. Would, uh, <laughs> Dude, where's my yeah. Rolex? I would wake up. That'd be the first thing in the morning. I'd be like, where's my Rolex? Anybody see my watch? Anybody see my watch? And then somebody would find it. And after, then by, after the it's end of the a, tour. It's in a uh, stripper in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's in a stripper's ass. Dude. <laughs> Whoever found the Rolex the most, I'd be like, you know what? You can just Is that because like when you were like about to get busy, you're like, yo, let me take off the fucking No, nice I think shit. I was um, where I always get the most uncomfortable watch. Oh. Okay. So when I next thing I know when I'm drunk and you just take it off and just leave it anywhere. Because <laughs> you just, you know, you're like, Ugh. like even this watch is so fucking heavy, man. Yeah, I hate beast, this dude. Watch. Man, tips and Rollies. Yeah. It's your onus. What about so, yeah. the little, yeah, little yeah, dog the tags? Uh, Chrome Okay. Ooh, low nice key. and subtle. Yeah, not blinged out, just like a dog tech. Yeah. Easy. Do you have a lot of chrome? I did. I keep giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is it pays to be either, in your fucking orbit because I lose it or I luxury. give it away. I lose it. Well, you, or I you're give sipping it away. on some uh, 1942, so maybe I'll end up with the Rolex by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Yo, you know, maybe. I swear or to God, chrome. you might get lucky. You might yeah. get lucky. <laughs> what about the panties, Danny? Yeah, we ask everyone. What What's underwear? Mean? The underwear. Oh, my drawers? Yeah, yeah, your drawers. I don't wear no drawers. Really? Word? Even with the heavy Carhartts? Super free ball. On yeah. the fucking duck canvas? Yeah. All right. Does dude. your dick have a callus on it? Like, <laughs> No, it makes it, it makes it, it gives it personality. <laughs> <laughs> You've been through a lot in life. Wait, so straight up, even in like a New York summer, you're here performing no draws. I got a bidet. Ooh. Tell, mean, me, tell me more. That booty hole pristine. <laughs> so okay. I can do it. Is it like a Toto? Yeah. It's the Rolex of bidets. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's oh, the best. Shit. I have one too. With the with the with the with the warm. Yeah, it can give you restaurant recommendations. <sighs> it can it can it can. Uh, it but days are life changing, man. 
That's what I've been saying to Lawrence. He needs to get I one. I bought one, but it was too confusing to install, so I returned it. Well, I just, actually, they don't let you return it because they it's don't yet know. Used used it, like, yeah, gently used bidet. We sold that shit on Grilled. Yeah. I've been sitting on that motherfucker astral projecting. <laughs> Close my eyes. Like, just manifesting? Duh. Sometimes when you cut it on a little too strong, that water coming with that pressure is a little different, man. <laughs> Start feeling it in your throat. That shit be biting. It's like, damn. So to just recap here, Danny Brown does not wear underwear. Ever. I'm talking shit. I wear sacks. Okay. Sax branded underwear? Sax yeah, they're called Sax. Okay. No, it's it's actually my favorite underwear brand because they come like with a, you can put your balls. Oh, this is not Sax Fifth Avenue. This is a brand called like Sax. Oh, it's got like a, 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 got a, a pouch a for your balls. They got a pouch for your, for your balls. balls and you sit your balls <laughs> in the pouch. So I love them. That's my favorite underwear brand. It's like, it's like I a, didn't own them and, you know, it's like get off my Sax. Yeah. It's like a diner, <laughs> it's like a diner booth. Yeah. You, know, you need an endorsement deal. Everybody dude. need a ball pouch. Yeah. <laughs> Dark, can we get this man a fucking sax deal? Yeah, what <laughs> you ever said on your Oh, he's got, he's, he's got them too. See? <laughs> look, hey, look, you can't make this up. Wait, so these are the best boxer briefs yes. in the game? Wait, boxer Bro, briefs or briefs? They boxer briefs. Okay. But me personally now, since I'm grown up, I like, I just like straight up the nut dunch. Yeah. And your like nuts, the, they descend over time. So if anything, like. The midges get to hanging. Yeah. yeah. You got low hanging <laughs> that's, fruit. That's now. gravity, dude. Like that's the clack is clack. Yeah. Well, if you ever said on your balls before by mistake. I mean, it's rough. That's, you realize why you need sex. <laughs> See, that's, that's their tagline. <laughs> you, ever sat on your, you ever sat on your balls? Yeah. Buy sex. Buy sex. You got, Damn, you got a nice little cup for them. Sit them in there. They're, they're pretty expensive, too, for a really? brand to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they're protect. They have a, a dick chamber. There's a proprietary te- yeah, sack technology. You're right. Dude. You're right. But that's crazy. This nigga wearing sacks, too. It's like uh, the little chart where Saddam Hussein was hiding. That's like your, your balls in, in the sacks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, you, take good, you take good care of your underwear region, the bidet, the sacks. Yeah. I'm old. This, yeah, this you comes from experience. To, right? That's all I got right now. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> you're some level. You're balls in your asshole. reputation. Yeah. You got some boats. So that's all I got now. <laughs> this is the end. You know when you get to the end. Uh, and you're sipping on some Don Julio 1940. I know. Drinking is bad for me. Simple. Keep it simple and nice. Drink is bad for you. Yeah, because I drink a lot. How much? I mean, I, like not, every day of the week? No, fuck no. When I'm at home, I try my best not to drink, but. For the most part, like when I'm out in the free world. Well, this is like a work, this is like a work trip. So when my girl like, let me, when my girl let me outside, yeah, I'm yeah. boozing every day in her socks, no yeah, less. In her <laughs> socks, <laughs> boozing in his girl's socks, man. What a fucking. I mean, this is like a legends. you're here, you're here for Rolling Loud, right? Yeah. So is this like a, a work trip? Is this kind of like do you treat it like vacation? Yeah, exactly. That's so you're, what you're boozing extra hard while you're here. Mm-hmm. That's you what, what happened. You've gotten after it while you're in New York. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just woke up from a booze nap. <laughs> It is 5.50. Yeah, right? to be clear. Which is fine. It's dinner time. I was boozing yeah. at like 11.30 a.m. This morning? Yes. Oh, on the, on the podcast. Yeah. So oh, what I'm hearing God. is you have no self-control. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. We're working on it. Again, you're a work in progress. Yeah. <sighs> at 41? You're that's a car work in progress. It might be the progress. <laughs> it might be just that yeah. progress. We've progressed. Yeah. yeah we progressed. <laughs> Up to this point. Yeah, which could go in the wrong direction for sure. Well, that is a... Comp- but it does keep me out of trouble in some sense. The booze house. Because you fall asleep at noon? Oh, I actually <laughs> went to the cellar last night. They wouldn't let me in. The comedy cellar. Yeah, they Why wouldn't let I was too drunk. <laughs> the only dude that's ever get denied for, to go into the comedy I cellar. I went with Ari Shafir. I'm like, damn, I'm with you. <laughs> were you going to do some stand-up? No, I, was, I mean, I've never been to the cellar. And we were actually just talking about it. Like, oh, I need to go to the cellar. Check it out. I've never been. Damn. And then Ari was like, I'm going to go do a set real quick. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going with you. Did you try to flex on the doorman? Like, do you know who I am? I mean, and that never ends well for you. <laughs> you know, this almost might be worse. So stars, they are just like us. Because yeah, it wouldn't exactly. work for just normal fucking bozos. Mm-hmm. But you would think Danny Brown. No, you know. that happened to me a lot. 
Getting denied at the door? <laughs> yeah. Because you're just too drunk all the time? Yes. <laughs> that has happened to me in New York. It always is it's, it's always New York. Damn. But I get it, though. You know, you don't want a drunk guy in a comedy club where you're supposed to be quiet and, you know, oh, right. you got to yeah. be nice. You're like, oh, this nigga's coming in here to You got heckler just written all over yeah. you. You're yeah. in the comedy world now. Like, I know. I was you coming know to see Ari. Yeah, I was coming to see Ari. I wasn't coming to do shit. Matter of fact, it's about to sober me up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Would you say you have more stand-up friends or rapper friends at this point? Stand-up friends, oh, for shit. sure. Yeah, I don't got no rap friends. Who's who's more fun to hang out with? As far as stand-up world? No, stand-up or, friends or rapper friends? Uh, probably stand-up friends. Aren't most of those guys sober, though, ironically? Are stand-up guys? Yeah. Or really fucked up. Yeah, or really fucked up. It's one or the other, right? Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other. I feel like with rappers, sober Burt Kreischer, dude. I feel yeah. like rappers is more like a boring thing. Oh, really? To hang out. like Because, you know, rappers, we can't really... Like we could but you go. have a lot of personality. But this is what I'm saying. Like, most of my rap friends is like, it'd be a big deal for you just see us hanging out huh. in public or walking around doing just normal shit. If it's not like I feel like related. comedians in their head, they just that's normal to them. Like, I, regular, I would do that. People. I don't have a problem with just walking around. I yeah. don't care about getting stopped or anything like that. But I feel like most rappers, they like scared to like. Or it's like they're too cool for school. Yeah, kind too of? cool for school kind of shit. Where you know, with comedians, we we hanging out. We're they're doing whatever people. We want. Yeah, I get it. It's we, a, we, yeah, we doing shit. A difference in occupation, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of rappers, Danny, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Now that it's a complete the fit nuts check, and bolts, complete drink check, <laughs> not the nuts and bolts. Um, you are working on a new album mm-hmm. of music. Yeah, what can we expect? <laughs> just generally speaking, I wouldn't say I'm working on it. The motherfucker been doing it for like three years. <laughs> oh, where's that <laughs> on the shelf? Talk to the talk to the to the rocker label. Oh yeah, them. but yeah, no, I, um, it's a very um. And my um, story arc of creating albums almost like how I look at it like movies or some shit or okay. albums or whatever. This is like my most sad, just my drama. This oh, no. oh, word? Yeah. I don't think it's too much comedy in this one. So it's not like uh, booty shit. I can't music. listen to it. Last time I listened to it, I took mushrooms and cried. Really? Like a bitch. So, you, so you're like switching up the sound. You're continuing the, the, the Danny Brown method of just like trying new kind of genre bending, trying new the sounds evolution. with this one? Yeah. I, I would say it's still, it's still, because even like I always be like, man, just. Sounds kind of normal to me, or like that. And when you listen to the average rap, anybody, this ain't normal. What are right, you right, talking right. about? Yeah, ain't nothing normal about you, bro. Yeah, ain't that, this ain't normal rap. Music. But this like I don't the, know what you're talking about. Is the dark side of Danny Brown that we're gonna get? No, it's, this is sad. I would say it's more sad. It's we, it's, 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 it's gaslighting. <laughs> you're gaslighting yourself. Dude? I'm gaslighting my fan base. Are you gonna, are you gonna be able to like perform? So are y'all fuck? No, be like crying fuck on no. stage, dude. Fuck no, this album ain't gonna be performed. <laughs> It's like we're going from grown up. Okay, everyone's uh, hyped, and now okay, yeah, yeah. now we're gonna crack. Together. But I feel like I've been on this trajectory. If, if people come, well, you podcast, were due for a depressing ass album. <laughs> yeah, I think it was due. Yeah, I think with it was the, with the podcast of Danny Brown show. You're like incredibly open. It's like uh, you're like ta- it's therapeutic almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it speak is. and like talk about like your your personal evolution and struggles and shit. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of emblematic of what we're gonna hear on the new album? No, because that was just a moment in time. Okay. It pretty much, I, I mean, I made it during COVID, during okay. quarantine and all that shit. I mean, we were all, I was literally supposed to do a, a European tour when we got shut down. Canceled. I had, I had so many festivals that summer, you know, so it went from, I had a lot coming in to now nothing's coming in and everything's going out. Did that fuck you up? And yes, of course it did. And then I went through a huge breakup. Damn. You know. So you're under emo shit. Sold my no house. No bread, no bitches, hence the depressing ass album. Sold my house, <laughs> moved to a, 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 a condo downtown, tried to be a hoe. <laughs> How'd I'm that like, go? Yeah. Like, How was your hoe? about that. It, it, your it was going good till quarantine happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was going great. I was in my, I, I was, I was, I was like having the, um, 
You know, I, was, I, was, I had like a second life. I was living my, you know. <laughs> Fauci like, cost, second act. Fauci got, got his groove back. Yeah, Fauci cost his man so like much that. pussy. It was literally like that. I had the E.O. Frazier apartment downtown. <laughs> telling bitches pull up. Frazier you know? was a podcaster. Yeah, he's the OG. He's the original, bro. Dude, you right. I never thought about that. <laughs> but yeah, I was on my Frazier shit. And, and then it was locked down. Because I actually, I was living in a hotel. Not You know how you have residences at the top yeah, of a hotel yeah. so that was so cool because all the amenities was at the bottom sure. i couldn't get like delivered like you know it, I, it was cool to live there I but, once, castle. but once everything got shut down it was no reason to be there you couldn't even have guests right because it was you know so i would have to sneak bitches up do shit like that like a dormitory or something it was like, bro, it's like in prison or something <laughs> it yeah. was like being in prison yeah the conjugal visits mm-hmm. right yeah yeah damn dude do it was this, scary how but the see- cool thing my studio wasn't too far from it okay so i would just be going to my studio every day and hanging out there but yeah, so I have no choice but to start making music. And so I made You had album. to make this album. Yeah, so I made the album and, you know, mm. I gave it to them. They're like, oh, shit. Well, it sounds like a fucking bummer. I cannot yeah. wait to listen, dude. <laughs> it's still fun. It's still Danny Brown at right. the end of the day. But, but it's Danny Brown in his no hose era, <laughs> which is a very sad say, thing. counterintuitive. I wouldn't dude. say it was a no hose era because I was like doing an eight ball of coke a day and fucking <laughs> drinking a fifth of liquor every, every day. And it was like four bitches all the time. Okay. <laughs> But that was light Which work. Which for you is depressing. That's light, that's light work. <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah, for the average person, that would be the best thing that ever happened. I'm crying in the club. This is my reach out. This is my call out for help, to be honest. You cried in the club like you sat on your nuts. <laughs> yes. But thankful I met the girl that I'm with now. Right. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. Because yeah. that's what I would be going to Austin all the time. Mm. And every time I go up there, I'll be like, man, she would like really take care of me and shit. You know, oh, so you, so you, moved, you moved to Austin to be with your girl? Yes. That and the podcast. Right. I mean, it was almost like a... I used to talk to Tom all the time during yeah. the pandemic and COVID shit. But he was always telling me, like, man, you need to get on stage. You need to write, yep. figure out. And I'm like, man. And he's like, man, you should do a podcast. I'm like, man, I'm not doing a podcast. I'll do a podcast if you do it. Right. I'd like as a you. guest or whatever. Like, I, I, if he produces it. Oh, I You know, because it's yeah. hard work doing this is stuff. Is it? I, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so much hard work, man. Not for you. Yeah. It's hard work. So, and then one day I was just talking to him on FaceTime. He's like, I'm moving to Austin. I was like, what? I go to Austin all the time. Like, I'm moving to Austin too. Then. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was just like that. And literally. Beautiful, but dude. I moved there and, you know, everything she took care of me for the whole year. Beautiful. And then, because it didn't like I moved there and we started the podcast instantly. I moved there first. Right. And right, then right. everything. He was still building the studio and doing everything. And, you know, just, just you know, immersing myself in the community out there, meeting all the comedians, everybody, hanging out with everybody. Now like, I was kind of friends with everybody scene. anyway. Yeah. 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 You're like totally. a local, are you like now like a local celeb? Like, like you get that love in Austin, just like chilling? I get so much love in Austin. It's, yeah. it's, I the mean, weirdos, I guess, rec- the weird recognized weird, right? I guess, yeah. I guess, because I even like, like in Detroit, that's one thing I do love about it is that it has a like, they don't, they don't have a, they like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> type of mentality. Like sure. if I, if I go to a bar or something, they'd be like everybody in the bar, the entire bar can know who I am, but no one will acknowledge. No it. one's fanning out. Or no one's there. They're like, Danny, so what? Fuck it. <laughs> but in Austin, it's like, oh my God, free drinks all night. What you prefer? They fucking put my music on. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like listening to my music in some random <laughs> so restaurant. Like, do you right like now. that or is that weird? It's super weird, but it's love. And yeah. you feel, it makes you feel appreciated, kind of. Better the music than putting on your podcast in the middle of the restaurant, right? <laughs> That would suck. It's like, all right, that I'm just going to monologue about mushrooms, sir. Not that, that I mean. Suck. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was suck. But they do. They do that a lot. And I mean, I just, I mean, I guess it's love, man. Yeah. It, it makes me feel. It's just, it's, it's it love, just it's love, love Texas style. Yeah, it mm. makes you feel love. Everything's Danny, I want to go back to, uh, I want to go back to earlier in your career. So you were in the double XL freshman class of 2012, freshman as a 31 year old man. <laughs> um, that year's lineup is pretty fucking stacked. 
So we just want to very quickly just play a quick game where we're going to say the other classmates and just tell us the first thing that pops in your head. Uh, Lawrence, you want to go first? Yeah. Future. Um, future. A lot of lean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. French Montana. Uh, fake furs. <laughs> he was wearing the bear. Yeah. <laughs> on the cover. On the cover. <laughs> that fucking bear hat. He looks ridiculous. French Montana is actually cool. Like, I've hung around him, like, more, a lot of times. And I'm always, like, cracking jokes. Like, part two, the Coke boy should have been beat me up. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like one of those guys that's pushing buttons a little too far. So, shouts out to French. He, he, he they, they have restraint. Yeah. The Fanute. The yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, uh, ironically enough, one of your classmates, Macklemore. Macklemore is great. FC Sounders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest sentence that's ever come out of yeah. your mouth <laughs> speaking of that, which uh, Machine Gun Kelly oh uh, man he's disgusting <laughs> Cleveland boy he's just nasty emo talk about stolen dollars that's emo stolen dollars I ain't gonna lie though one time I, I did a, a situation with him what do you mean like a show we played uh-huh. a show together okay, okay. but we stayed at like the same hotel and this nigga literally had like just limes of bitches at his hotel room. Just oh. they were just lined up. Me like a, he's a filthy, nasty boy. Yeah, spitting booty hole type niggas. Did you get any? Uh, you get any uh, pussy runoff from him? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that. I was like, this is bizarre. I didn't know. <laughs> like I've heard stories of guys that could do shit like this, but I didn't know this. Was like, oh this. damn, dude. they were just literally just lined up at this door, and he was just opening it up like. He's just like running through them like a, a couple bitches game. go out, a couple bitches come in, a couple bitches go out. Couple is this when he was rapping, in. or when he became like a? No, know, this is before. This is the rap shit. Okay. All right. Uh, Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. Um, one time Iggy Azalea, I had to play a show with her and we supposed to share a dressing room, but she wouldn't let me share the dressing room. So <laughs> she's selfish. <laughs> Wait, what venue was it? Was a segregated dressing room? Yeah. I mean, you know, we were playing a show together in Miami. It was actually during Art Basel. And, um, but. I guess she got to the dressing room before me and she had her security and everybody it. else. Yeah, and they like, yeah. shotgun. Like, like bitch, we supposed to share the dressing room. They're like, no, fuck that. So she's selfish. Yeah, she's selfish. Okay. All right, uh, Roscoe Dash. He an Uber driver now. Really? Oh, stop. <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> Where? In Atlanta. Damn. Him and Young Jock, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. But think- you know what? There's honor in that. There's honor in work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for I sure. Mean- That's good, honest work. People need that service. Have you ever had him as an Uber driver? <laughs> what do you think his rating is? Yo, if Roscoe, da- Roscoe Dash is my Uber driver. I don't care how bad the ride. He's getting five stars, dude. Yeah. Do you think he's like low-key putting his music on? It kind of sounds like an Uber service anyway. Roscoe Dash. Dash. <laughs> Roscoe Dordash. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like this is, this is he graduated to this. This, all he, he is this is what he really was yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. Like yeah. the rap was just, this you This was know, your God-given talent. Yes, his God-given Dash, talent bro. was an Uber driver, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, of course he's five stars. I mean, it's dashing. <laughs> yes. He, Roscoe. Yeah. Roscoe Dash. That's crazy. I haven't heard that name in a minute. What did he have? No hands? That was a banger, yeah, bro. Yeah, it was great. Waka that was great. Yeah. I just I think you know what it was? That era of that style of music, they were just way ahead of their time. True. And I feel a like lot a lot of, of those artists, is, right? yeah, I feel like a lot of those artists, like if it would have been like three years later, like with that type of sound, this shit would have been crazy. That yeah. would have been the radio. That would have been everything. He yeah. wouldn't have been an Uber driver today. Be, I think he wants to be an Uber driver. Right, right, right. We should. With that, that name. His, with that name. That yeah, was again. his life. This is his. This is what he was built to be. Yeah. He this had is, to drive in him. This is what he was built to do, man. Don Tripp. He's amazing lyricist. Yeah? Yeah. What's his shit? Uh, Step Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. With, um, him and um, Starlito. Yeah, shit is fucking gap. Yeah. Well, I guess I haven't done one in a minute, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think, see, that's another one of those stories of, of just being, I think, I've had of your time. Yeah. And then knowing that you're so good at rap. And people, you probably just feel underappreciated. Mm. And then it kind of like fucks with your confidence a little bit with it. Are you speaking from experience a little bit there? Or? Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like Don Tripp is like one of those artists too, because he, he's supposed to, you know, he's crazy. 
Yeah. He wasn't meant to be a uh, Uber driver. Yeah. He was, he was meant to be a rapper. To, Although yeah. Don Tripp, Trip, you know? <laughs> Here we go, <laughs> he's, he's the Don of Trips, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I've seen this. He, he still make music and stuff. Though. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him not too long ago. All right, Danny, what about uh, Hopson? <laughs> oh, shit. Hop- he was in your cipher. That's just, and he just, says the F word. Yeah. Famously. For real? Yeah, yeah. dude. We with watched his, it with his contact lenses. Yeah. <laughs> he was a fucking bozo, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was like school shooter rap. His shit was school shooter rap, right? That's like. Nobody yeah. understands me. I'm going to fucking yeah. kill you at school then, tomorrow. And, and, Don't and, go then, to and then it was almost like chip on his shoulder kind of shit. Like, I, that's one thing I do hate about rappers when they got to like. I'm dope. You can't tell him dope. I'm nice, nigga. Listen to this shit. <laughs> why y'all? Why y'all not respecting me? Y'all like him? Y'all like this shit over me? Look how dope my shit is. That's that kind of rap. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Um, and finally, Kid Ink. Kid Ink was a very nice guy. Oh yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we shared the oh, tour. Man- we t- we shared a tour manager. So oh nice. Oh shit. Okay. Shout he was Kid always Ink. cool. Anytime we hung together or whatever. Yeah. He, he now works nice. at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. No, he does it. Where's a tattoo shop? No, he does it, man. Kid Ink is actually pretty cool. Nice. Well, it's good to. Uh, it's good that. I mean, that's, that's a fun. stack. That's a stacked fucking uh, class of 2012 right there. And I'm sure they all have amazing things to say about you. Or do they? No, Fuck, oh, come no. on. They do. You don't think French Montana is going to say nice things about you? I mean, he's like, he a funny nigga. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody says. He's silly. He's, he's a pretty goofy. funny guy. You know what he says about Roscoe Dash? He finute the coop. Yeah. Literally, Uber, Uber, Uber joke. Probably my guy. Here you guys go, man. <laughs> Danny, I got to ask this, man. Was your line, stank pussy smelling like Cool Ranch Doritos on the song Monopoly, inspired by a singular vagina, or is it just an incredible hilarious No, I've never just, I've never smelled a vagina that actually smelled like Cool Ranch Doritos. I think okay. it was just something funny I came up with. Do you ever smell, smell any pussy that smells like a penguin? No. No. So these are, this is just like poetry it's that stems from the brain. Out, yeah, right? it's just Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> coming up with shit. But I get the penguin one. The penguin one because it, it um it's aquatic. The, the Detroit Zoo. Oh, mm. st- st- they had a, a, a exhibit called Penguin Area. And we go there. Called it Penguin Area. And we would go there on school trips, <laughs> and it was just like a big ass thing full of penguins. How'd it smell? Oh my! The guy God. who named that needed some Adderall. That's the oh, laziest thing I've God, ever heard in my life. Oh my God! The nastiest smelling thing you can possibly think of. So I think that's where that line comes from. Because <laughs> penguins eat fish. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So it's just that makes more. And they just like shit everywhere. Just fish and nasty penguins, man. (laughs) Part two. um, People always tell me I'm built like a penguin. What? You're (laughs) pretty tall though. Yeah, but emperor penguin. When I'm naked, it's like I'm all belly. It's like I'm. (laughs) You come waddling waddling in. Yeah, it's like I'm all middle. Like you built like a penguin. You're all torso. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Here's a question for you, Danny. I only look tall in clothes. (laughs) If you had to have the pussy smell like any types of chips or snack, like you could choose, what would you go with? Pickled onion monster munch. (laughs) Oh. Very quick, very quick answer. <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible, but I guess it's your favorite snack. Can you describe that smell? Monster Munch is a very um, it's a that's a, a, a UK snack, right? Okay. If you go over there, they got Monster Munches. It, the chip is like a paw, it's shaped like a paw. Yeah, like a paw. Is it like a crisp or is it like a puffy three D Dorito type? Deal? It's a puffy situation, but it's it a puffy situation. That but fat? they got pickled onion which Ooh. it sounds retarded like you'll be like oh, right, pickled right. onion Why but it's delicious this? oh it's amazing so every time I touch down in the UK that's the first thing I do go get some pickled onion monster munchies <laughs> are you ever, are I was you? actually getting cases of this shit off, Air, uh, um, off Amazon and shit 
Are you are you force feeding a girl like bags of pickle munch whatever the fuck? I feel like I can. It's it's, it's a great air freshener too because I could just like have <laughs> really random <laughs> open bags in my hotel room and I can like smoke weed and like do shit. When nobody notice, like the pickled onion is boofing. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'd be good. Like you could just open a bag of pickled onion. Housekeeping don't know. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good. Uh, it's a good mask. Don't yeah. you microwave popcorn to mask the weed smell in hotels? Yeah, but most most nice hotels don't have microwaves. I was gonna say yeah. that's. So that's it's really just, it's the pickled that's, onion. That's that's, that's a motel sick shit. You okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> With microwaves in a room. So yeah. Early on in your career, did you, like what was the first moment you can remember where you kind of were like, you know, it was like a pinch me moment where you could not believe how far you had made it. And you knew that like rap was you had rap you were a rapper. You had arrived. Um Thank you, Dart. Hmm. That's a good question. Did you like look out on a stage and oh, like thousands of people? No, when like- I was getting acknowledged by people that I looked up to, okay. such as like, like, stuff example, like that. Like I've, I think I've met all my heroes, kind of. What was like, the best, What was the first big cosign that really meant a lot to you? Tony Yayo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah? <laughs> I lived with Tony Yayo for like a half a year, like six in the months studio or like in his, his actual house. Damn, I used to. Bro, what was the situation? What was the living situation at Yayo's crib? It was great. It was actually yeah, nice, like a man. full he's a, guest he's room. A, he's a full. I mean, you know, everybody got the man cave type of situation. Sure. He had the man cave and he had his studio, so I would just like sleep on the couch in the man cave. But no, I got to the point. He did give me. I had my own bedroom for a minute. Nice. I did have my own little room there. What's yeah. your relationship like these days? But yeah, you I haven't seen him her. since then. Oh, really? Yeah. Who are the other heroes that you got cosigns from? Eventually? Oh, I mean, like E Forty. Mm. Oh wow, meeting him was a big Ooh. deal. Yeah, meeting him. Um, like my favorite rappers was like Nas. Then I met Nas, had a great conversation with him. Um, Dizzy Rascal. Oh, was always a big, oh, and uh, I think up look sharp, baby. I will say a big one was LP, too. Oh, mm-hmm. Just becoming friends with LP because Dev Jux was a big part of my life yeah, and, a, and a part of my sure. rap career. Like, Who's someone you met that like disappointed you? Like the whole never meet your heroes, if you could be so bold as to maybe fill us in. But some of that, like, I think me, I think I'm, I'm that guy. Really? I'm that <laughs> way, dude. I don't think I ever met someone that I felt, um, oh, <laughs> too short. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was just like fanning out. We were in like Hawaii and um, I, I seen him and then he was at this party and everything. And I just kept trying to talk to him like, yo, sure, I'm Danny. Because like, I grew up off that shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he's like, man, I'm fucking with these hoes right now. <laughs> I mean, he was very, it was, talk, a, it was a very too short thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But I was trying to talk very, to Paul Betty. But I was very sad about it. I'm like, man, he could have hung out with me. Fuck these bitches. <laughs> I had a very similar experience. The one time I, I tried to meet Dave Chappelle, he was like, yo, can you not see like I'm a little, little yeah. busy right now, bro? I get Yeah, that. I met Dave too. I had my whole thing with him too. How'd Did that he, go? Um... I got him too fucked up. <laughs> too fucked, Dave. Yeah, that's the see. This is what happened. Well, this what, can't hang with you. Um, but this at the time I used to smoke backwoods, but I would put a worm of wax in it, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you have a problem. Like I was supposed to like make these long like, strands of wax, and I would like lace my backwoods. So whatever. I'm, I, was, I went to Dave Chappelle's show, and we were talking. We were talking like crazy, and out of nowhere, it was Big Sean's dad. He was oh, backstage. Big, big, big Sean. Yeah. Yeah, big, big Sean. He was like. <laughs> big Sean and, Senior. <laughs> and he was talking to Dave and he was saying shit like, you know, we was at Wiz Khalifa Korea the other night. We was smoking big blunts. We was doing yeah. it. And I was like, oh, Dave, you know, I got some dope on me right now if you want to smoke. And they like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to smoke. You know, I want to smoke. So then, I, you know, now I lit up the worm backwood. <laughs> now we smoking it. And then he was like, oh, he whipped out some whiskey. Like, oh, we going to have a drink now. And I knew it was going bad because, like, maybe like halfway through it, he just looked at me in my eyes like, man. I'm smoking and I'm drinking before the show. This is the most unprofessional shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> How does that go? And up, 
this is the one that's the set that he bombed. Like oh. the craziest bomb. <laughs> it's set. your fault. Yes, it was. It was. I mean, I don't know if it was my fault. Uh, I Danny, it, it was he your actually, fault. It was crazy. <laughs> he actually talked about this on Big Sean's last album. He had oh, a whole shit. like fucking interlude where he tells the actual story. Did from you his get like name dropped and shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. No, the last time he came to Detroit, he put Danny Brown presents <laughs> Dave Chappelle because it was <laughs> fucked up. I remember the most craziest part of the show. He because he he said a bit twice. Yeah, said a joke in like the beginning and then like maybe 30, 30 minutes later he said the same joke again like he never said it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh damn, this is dude. bad. And the worm is faded. The worm then, was hitting. And then somebody stood up and was like, nigga, I took work off of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, let me get out of there. So I snuck out of there and I got up out of there. <laughs> and then he was calling my phone after like, where's Danny Brown at? I was like, man, that was I got a bone to pick. Was he mad? Brown, I, think, I think they was are mad? mad at me. Yeah, yeah, I think they are mad at me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Dude. He wasted this guy's fucking vacation day. Nah, right? I'm so this guy called out sick, man, bro. This guy called out sick, and he that fucked was his Roscoe Dash. He took a day off for of Uber, bro. You fucked his day I, up. I feel bad. I feel bad about it because now every time, like, I hang around with certain comedians or somebody that I know about the story, and I like, I'm smoking. Like, you want to hit? The, they, oh no! Everybody act like I'm fucking trying to lace them or some shit. Right? You have a, <laughs> you have a bad reputation. Yeah, I have a bad reputation. You can't smoke that Danny Brown Kush. Exactly. You never know where you're gonna get, end up. What about like uh, besides being your heroes? Like, what about the first time you got a big paycheck from the label or anything? What was the first Attaboy gift you got yourself for the first first big purchase? First big purchase? I don't know. Um, um, I guess shit. Pay off your debt. A watch that you lost eventually. I mean, that's always you no. Know, I, I I would say my teeth probably. Oh yeah, that was thirty k. Thirty k on the teeth, dude. That's like the, that's. I mean, money. I had very fucked up teeth. When, yes, we're when aware. So the, was, when did you get the dental work? Um. I can't remember. Maybe I mean some years ago, but well, yeah. like relatively recently. No, it was it was a long time. It's been a minute since okay. I had this shit. Was any part of you like my fucked up teeth are like low key my brand? I never wanted it to be that. <laughs> I mean, that's not my thing. But I get I, I get it. You yeah, know? yeah. And I used to hate it, like when my teeth was real fucked up, because you know it makes you fucking self conscious about shit. shit and super. Like it's nothing worse than having fucked up teeth or like seeing a bitch that you know feeling you. And then, as soon as you say one word, she's like, oh, shit. You see her whole yeah. face change. Like, Your teeth are throwing up gang signs. What happened? Like, she looking at you talking, yeah. and as soon as you talk, she's like, oh. So it makes an apple you, through a chain link fence. Yeah, it makes you fucking self-conscious about shit. You but know? Did, did the label or, like, people around you try to make the teeth, like, part of your personality or image? What happened? I mean... And the hair I, I too guess, and I guess it was. I mean, it was something I did. I mean, I did it to myself. It wasn't like no one was telling me to do that kind of shit, you know? But when I started wearing a grill... Mm. And I got my fucking diamond grill and shit and started wearing that. That made that fucked my teeth up more. Oh damn! And I got started getting like gum disease problems and all types of crazy shit. Like it was, it was bad. It was Fuck, really bad. Bro. Because what they say is, you know, like I say, now my teeth fucked up. I finally got a grill. I finally look cool and some shit. So I would wear it all the time. I wear it a lot. And what happens is, you know, saliva is pretty much acid. Mm. And when it builds up inside the grill and you're just sitting on your teeth, it's pretty much just sitting in acid. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? So imagine just like you see me on a on a plane sleep <laughs> with my mouth open <laughs> with a grill. <laughs> on. You get what I'm saying? But I'm really fucking destroying my teeth doing yeah. shit like when that. When you got your shit reworked, did you get a new grill? No, no. I can't get them anything. I, I'm going to turn them to a wedding ring. <laughs> your old teeth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I marry my girl, I'm going to take my grill and make the ring out the grill. Do you take this tooth to be my betrothed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's real life shit now. She got to, she got to feel the endearment in that. That's even more like meaningful and special than if you just were to get her. That's like, what I some think. That's shit. what I think, too. Yeah. Do the teeth Keep not- lying to yourself. Dude, I'm with you, dude. <laughs> do the- so funny. That- <laughs> well, that, yeah, but that's what I'm going to do. Do the teeth not smell like the fucking penguin area? Like no, I, I keep it clean. Okay. I keep it clean. 
You want to do what? It wasn't a brushing problem necessarily. No, no. This is actual just... That's what it is it's with real dental. Shit. Yeah. If you're to go back and kind of restart, like, or if your rap career was starting today, knowing everything you know, what pitfalls would you would you avoid? Um, I just will save every fucking penny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. give Dave Chappelle the wax Don't worm. Don't spend no fucking money. Really? Yes, that's what it. How reckless were you? Don't spend no money and invest it all. Mm. You How know. reckless were you with your financials? Like, Lawrence I just loved clothes yeah. and drugs <laughs> and women. That's he it. Spent, That's it right you are there. The ultimate guest for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. We love all of those. The things top as three well. things that would take it that would deplete what your order? funds. What order? Um, is it was it is it clothes, drugs, women in descending order? No, no. probably backwards. Yeah, okay. women's drugs, okay. clothes. <laughs> what What have you spent the most money on? Women. Ooh. It's got to be women. No, I would say to be honest, taking care of my family. Well, I meant between those three clothes, drugs. Shit. No, we don't want to care. Fuck family. Yeah. No, I think more so I gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. Just like being a, a generous guy. I mean, it is what it is. How much do you think you spent on drugs in your whole lifetime? <sighs> it started coming for free. Yeah. yeah. Is that the, after that's a the while? Problem, right? That's the picture. And then moment. even, yeah, it started, and that's what the excess is. Right. People just love to be able to say, oh, fuck, I sell drugs to him, you know, type shit. That's even kind of happening with me now. <laughs> People are enabling you, I believe. I mean, the they will. I mean, I guess I'm a trustful person, so they just give me a lot. Danny, if you want some like, mushrooms, if you want some mushrooms, I got you, bro. I don't want no mushrooms. I'm done with eating mushrooms. Oh, word? for a minute, yeah. Why? I just ate a quarter pound in a month. Damn, <laughs> your mind is was too free. I went too much. Went through too much shit. You killed your e- your ego. Death died five times. Mm-hmm. No, the, the crazy of that, the craziest I had of that was I did acid and went in the sensory deprivation tank. Okay, what? How but sick was that, dude? It was terrible because I was listening to the rock band Ghost. Okay. <laughs> before I went in there. And so I was just seeing, you know what he looks like? Like the ghost. Yeah, like dude. Devilish. It was just so I'm in there. I'm like freaking out for my life. Could and you get out of the tank or were you like locked it in? Sounds like some tort, like Guantanamo Bay level. I mean, tort. I got out earlier than what I was supposed to. Okay. You know? But yeah, never do <laughs> the acid. The session ended early. Never do acid and get in a sensory deprivation And listen no. to ghosts tank. also. And listening way. to ghosts. Like, it's not a good idea. I feel idea. like the sensory deprivation tank is supposed to, like, give you the feeling I of love the acid. sensory deprivation tank. I, I'm saying it to say that is the, you can actually trip there without taking any psychedelics. Right. Like, I've done it before. I mean, I would eat, like, a lot of edibles. Mm. Just so I could be relaxed because it could make you feel you'll get a nervous or scared sometimes. What's your doing it? What's your typical drug consumption these days? None. I just smoke yeah. weed, really. I mean, what about I, uh, how much money do you think you spent on clothes in your lifetime? Um, I, I was stealing from the cleaners, remember? Right. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. Always finessed it. I stole from the cleaners and I get free shit. And most of the shit I like is vintage. Right. I just had that bad phase of Balmain and Rick Owens like everybody sure. else. And yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, oh, you were a statistic in that. Regard. Yeah. I was, I'm a statistic. Was, was that spending, uh, I was spending way more than I was earning. <laughs> on on Balmain uh, jeans? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> was that the, the worst jeans? style phase you think you went through? In your Definitely. Life? Yeah. I wore leather for an entire summer. <laughs> Head to toe leather. It always must have smelled like a penguin after that summer. Oh, nasty, dude. Oh, uh, man. I mean, you got to put your jeans in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Even the leathers? Yeah. All right. Kills the ball stink. Do you mm-hmm. still have that shit? Like, where's that at now? Gave it all away. Yeah. I give it away. In. Yeah, like my little cousins and shit like that. And this, he's like, this smells like shit. What the fuck, Unc? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> What's your style now like these days? Is it just kind of like, like more comfortable? Like Norse Projects, probably the first... An only rapper we've had on that was wearing Norse projects, to be honest. Yeah. That's a flex. Really? Which is like they make they make great t shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, um now I think I just um Yeah, it's almost like not try to stand out kind of shit. Like before we was always trying to wear 
the most outlandish big logo Garish shit. shit. Every we want, we want you to know how much money we spent on this right, shit. Right. And now it's almost like just nah. If you know, you know, Conda. Right. Yeah. Like just trying to you're look. Still, as, you're not regular to be clear. Trying to be like, normal as possible. Trying to still look normal as possible yeah. in public. You know. Instead of walking around fucking all leather, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the summer. And big like ass a, boots up to your knees yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? Looking like a WWE wrestler. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Woo! That's what I look like. Walking around like the Undertaker, dude. And then my hair was crazy. I got a missing tooth. So yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> but you rented it. it but, and it was a look. I mean, that, and I think that's got to be how a lot of people discovered you. Because it's like, who is this guy? Yeah. It's like, like being an alien or an anomaly, right? Yeah, I talk about that a lot, too. It's, I think more so what happened. I think people would see me do interviews and stuff. That's mm. why it's so cool that I do podcasts now. It's right. almost like maybe that was my Roscoe dad. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the shit you that you're me? calling. Because people would hear my music. They'd be like, whatever. They'd be like, whatever. But then they'll see me in an interview or something. And then they'll like me from the interview. And then that would make them start to like the music a little more. They like yeah. the person. Yeah. They get yeah. to know the man behind the music. Yeah, yeah the, I think the, that's what that's really what it was with me. A the lot. interview you did with uh, Kathy Griffin and ASAP Rocky oh, is legendary. a fucking blastic. Yeah, I made it happen. I was all you. Yeah. Was that a maestro? I had a crush on Kathy Griffin. Yeah? Anything ever happened there? Nah. She all right. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. Remember, she got canceled for, for holding yeah, Trump, yeah, yeah. Hold Trump head. head. No. No, what it was, I wasn't cool as Rocky. I don't want to figure it out. And then she just was trying to fuck around with Rocky, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's Is that he's normally a, what happens when you're around Rocky? Or at least in the past? All bitches trying to fuck pretty Flacco. He was trying to fuck all the bitches. It wasn't the bitches trying to... <laughs> he was the machine gun yes, Kelly to your friend yeah. <laughs> Cuz was crazy. That's my dog, though. Did you ever pull up to any of those orgies he's always talking about and shit? Like, Did I ever pull up to the orgies? Yeah, to one of Rocky's orgies. I know. I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what that was going to be. <laughs> I'm loud, man. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not like, you know... Yo, Danny, keep it down, dude. Yeah, no. And, focus. And I'm doing shit to be funny, you know? So <laughs> I'm not orgies? that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy that'll just be moaning like, oh! <laughs> the class clown of an orgy. Yeah, yeah, that's the type of shit I would be doing. Cause it's gonna be awkward, so I gotta like break the ice. I gotta yeah. make like make it all fun. So yeah, I would be that goddess. Oh, oh. we clip this out. Bring in, <laughs> bring in too much wax to the orgy. Yeah. Everyone just falling asleep. But yeah, I would be that guy in the orgy. I'm just being loud for fun. <laughs> what, at its peak, what was like the groupie situation looking like? <sighs> Oh, because I, I would be like banging porn stars I used to jack off to. Oh, wow. Damn. So well, that was that's like, got to be a fucking crazy full circle moment. Yeah. Full nut moment. Yeah, that was a full nut moment. <laughs> is that the opposite of never meet your idol? It's like you do want to fuck your idol. Yes, yeah. that is the truth, too. Because you've been watching this shit like, damn, bitch, you be going crazy. And then in real life, it's like, it ain't like that. Because <laughs> she's not working. Yeah, she's yeah. like, that's for work. She's I'm not like, on the what clock. What are you talking about? I'm like, oh. You think a chef come, comes home from the restaurant and cooks? <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I really thought it was like that. They're like, no, I want to be. That's how they get you, dude. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I guess that was. They're like, like nah, squirt is pee. <laughs> oh, definitely is. Yeah, is squirt pee? Mm -hmm. Okay. Didn't they just confirm that? Is that what the scientist said? I mean, you can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> If you got a bitch that's smart enough, you wake up the next morning. That shit ain't fucking pickled onion monster munch, dude. I'll tell you that, but I mean, I don't care. Spray it on me. <laughs> <laughs> spray it on me, man. Episode title, spray it on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about just like general fans? What's been your wildest fan interaction? Wildest fan interaction? I got my dick sucked on stage. Besides being sexually assaulted on stage. Yeah. Um, no, wildest fan interactions, I would just think, um, no, I don't know. I, I can't say. Getting your dick sucked on stage, was That's that like... Crazy. No, it was sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. You were. 
You were a victim. I was a victim. I actually think it was the Illuminati government sent to uh, like psyop? psyop. Yeah, they was they were sent to destroy flag? my rap career. <laughs> Wait, re- real talk. It's a fifty year old white lady. What <laughs> was, it Kat- was it? Kathy Griffin. <laughs> it looked like her. Damn. Jesus Christ! This is why you should have been wearing underwear, bro. If you were, if you were wearing, yeah. if you weren't going commando, then you would have had another layer of protection. You need to be sacked up. Bro. I was, that was during my Molly phase, mm. so everything felt good. Yeah, you didn't bust on stage, did you? No. Okay. You no. kind of like pushed her away, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. I mean, damn, bro. <sighs> I know you don't like talking about this, but <laughs> yeah. we had, we're like, yo, we have to ask. Him. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad situation. Yeah, man. it was bad. It's it was my rough. fault, just as much as it was her fault. Sure, I, I'm not putting two way street. On. Yeah, it was a two way street. It takes two to tangle. Yeah, I put my dick out. Well, we've, usually, all, we've all been there <laughs> in our Molly phases. But I blame Rick Owens too. Really? Okay, go on. Because you, if he never made these big ass shirts, you couldn't be walking around dick out like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever see the Rick Owens look that he sent down the runway where the model has a little window for his penis? It's a and dick cloak. Unfortunately, this one model had a very tiny shrimp dick, um, but it was like a, a full body length piece that was just had a, a window for that the cock. That was amazing. Yeah. Also, I'd like to give that guy some credit. That's a big stage to just have your fucking shit dangling on. Yeah. It's fashion week, you know? Give I mean, me I think anybody would be a little shrimpy in that situation. Yeah, it would have shrunk up a little bit for sure. Yeah. No, shrimp Owens, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd have been hitting my shit. Like, you about to see this motherfucker <laughs> full of charge. Like, Danny, you feel like I'm fucking good? <laughs> Before I hit the stage. When you walked, when you walked the McNary show, did you fluff? I would have been full of charge. <laughs> Is why I was a fucking torque belt. Straight boner. Straight boner. Shit, look at that coat rack. You ain't bro. about to see the way You ain't gonna see this normal. <laughs> you gonna see this like in its fullest potential. What are you trying to do to me? Is that penguin fully hard? What's going on, bro? Boner. <laughs> boner. Danny, rap is such a young man's game. I mean, now we're seeing like guys in their 40s still put out albums and, and work like such as yourself. But when you're kicking it with like the whole Bruiser Brigade homies, do you ever feel washed up? Fuck no. I would never feel washed up in rap in, in general because it's something. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's still like I love it, like a hobby kind of situation. Yeah. And what I think now, I'm I'm just one of those lucky guys that um, I mean, my first album was thirty at thirty years when old. you were thirty. Yeah. So, I, but hip hop has grown with us too. Sure. Yeah. As much as they say it's a young man game, it's still fifty year old fans of it now. Do you ever feel like you were ahead of the times? Like you were you were ahead of the curve too much? Oh. Uh, I mean, I guess, but I'm not one of those type of guys that feel like. Like I'm old something because of that. Right. You know how they be like, oh, everybody yeah, yeah. biting the style. Everybody doing it. It's like, man, I, jilted that I, you I, I did something good for the world. And yeah. somebody else was to get influenced by it and be able to put their own take and spin on it. Because that's all I did with hip hop in general. All the same people I named. Nazi, right. 40, Dizzy, Rascal. All I was doing was trying to be like them. Right. Just putting my own spin on it anyway. So, you know, I mean, you know, coming from the era of hip hop, it was always this thing of don't bite. Don't be, everybody want to be original and this right. and that. But. At the end of the day, we all influence. It's like from impossible something. to. Act yeah, to we're all influenced from something, yeah. you know. So I will say, I think now this is a cool time to be an old guy to be a part of hip hop. Like seeing someone like Jay Z or E Forty, like these guys are in their fifties still busting bars. Yeah, right. So I'm growing up with them. It's like, oh, I want to be like that too. Mm. Ten years from now, I'm forty one years old. That's Ten nice years from now, sure. I still want to be able to drop a dope sixteen if I feel like it. You know, do we, do we know when the album's coming out, or is it still label politics? We still mixing. Okay, okay. but it's okay, still but not finished. But, yeah. but soon. Soon yeah. this year, dark this year. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Hear all some right. shit off. Oh yeah, that's cool. We should. I would love to hear some shit. Um, sure. you had uh the song "Ain't It Funny" mm-hmm. with the music video was directed by our boy Jonah Hill. Right. Mm-hmm. Show. How is he like as a director? Yeah, he was amazing. I think that was um that was a, that was a dark video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fire. Yeah, it was like a conceptual. 
it was like sophisticated. It wasn't just like some, you know, cars and that was right before hose. he did the uh, the skateboard movie mid 90s mid 90s yeah yeah so and then eventually he also did he direct the travis scott video too like later yeah i think so yeah, yeah. but you were so, first so That's um it was all about um he was like trying to test out the cameras before he shot because you know that was all like vhs yeah, yeah, yeah all them old school 90s cameras and shit so it was like it was almost like a warm-up before he got to do the movie you right, know? right right but he was i mean just but what that video looks like and the amount of time we spent on it is insane to me. Right, right, right. Like, that looks like a weekend shoot. That shit was literally like five hours. Really? Did he reach out to you? Is that how that worked there? Yeah, didn't it? I think so. What was that? Is that like, was that, well, how flattering was that? Was that just like, all right, sure, but like crazy or? Yeah, I guess that's one of those moments where you're like, man, I can't believe this is real. Right. <laughs> like, where, where, where you just asked me a question, I couldn't even figure it out. That was one of those kind of times where like, what the fuck, Jonah Hill? Yeah. Super bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? The fact and, that. <laughs> and he fucking created, it's probably one of my best videos, you know? Definitely my best video, I feel like. Top three. Not well, grown, grown up. Grown, grown up, up is up Woody. There. You got a Woody for that. Uh, grown up. But see, grown up, I didn't even really had nothing to do with that. I just showed up and had the side one side. I, I <laughs> right, really it's like, just, oh, whatever. It was like one hour of shooting for yeah, that video because they yeah. did. They used the kid for most of the shit, so yeah, it yeah. wasn't even me. Mini me. Oh, the hardest video I did was that fucking Bob Dylan video. What? What was Which that? Which one is that? You know what I'm talking? About? I did a Bob Dylan. I did a Bob Dylan video. Were you Bob? Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. There was all those cameos and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're in that. Okay, but yeah. that was like, well, how long were you shooting for for that? <laughs> that was like a whole day. It was hard. That was like the hardest shit I did. Changing in the van, mm. coming like it, it was for your heart to do that video. But that's like I think if I can remember, there's like a roster of crazy people mm-hmm. that are in yeah, that video. Yeah, so yeah, it I was. guess it's still flattering. But I like, was like the main character. Okay. Right? When you watch it, like you see a lot of people like pop in or like do shit, but I was like the main You're the focus. Yeah, I was the, the focus of the shit. I was the lead in that Talent. shit. And that shit was hard, man. Do you still have your Woody Award? Um, I mean, not because of COVID. Oh Wait, shit! I just lost a lot of shit during COVID. Oh really? Like moving, like moving from my oh, house, okay. and not because you're doing a fucking eight ball. And a <laughs> no, no. I mean, I just—it's probably at my studio somewhere. Okay. It's probably some stripper's ass in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably at my studio though. I just don't know. I mean, just a lot of stuff. Like I just boxed up a lot of stuff and just some stripper's uterus is like a uh, like a treasure cove, just like full of Rolexes and Woodies and <laughs> Chrome Hearts jewelry. <laughs> Y'all bad. Y'all bad. Y'all are bad. That's a that real booty, dude. You've worked with so many artists across mm-hmm. your whole career. Um, you know, they've worked on your shit you and vice versa. Who's a musician you haven't worked with yet that you would love to work with? Damn. Um what's Astral Project? And from also the what I don't think people realize is how like well versed you are in genres outside of just rap and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um it's a long list. Who's, up, with, think, who's um, up at the top? But as far as um which would have been cool. We actually supposed to work with um, with Cuz from Portishead. Oh shit! Ooh. Yeah, Damn. before COVID actually happened. So if, that's um, you on your genre bending. That would be general crazy. Yeah, so like um, Massive Attack type shit. Okay, all the like top drum and bass jungle right, producers right, right. and shit like that. I would love to have that phase. Just like get busy over a like a original instrumental. Yeah, or something. all like the top UK motherfuckers. Tom York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. What about like uh, you know, we talked about how. Generally speaking, rappers aren't the most fun to party with because they're just so concerned about like what the optics are. It's dangerous. Make- yeah. That's yeah. true. But do you have any, like, who are your favorite rappers to party with? Um, like, is Rocky fun to party with? Yeah, or but. Or is he just too busy trying to have fuck. sex? <laughs> well, no, I would say dude. I've had my most fun, like, my closest friend 
I had like my probably most fun was like Schoolboy Q. Oh mm. shit! I would hang out with him a lot. You guys play golf together? No, I think that's see that's when he got me out of his life. Once that face, <laughs> <laughs> he switched you up for yeah. Macklemore, dude. He can't. Yeah. yeah, facts. I got a tea time like at that. six a.m. Yeah, I do shit like that. But I do. I actually I have a great time always hanging out with the Run the Jewels guys. Oh shit! Okay. okay, Killer Mike and LP. I love hanging out. We with We saw them open for Rage. Uh, yeah. Dart was in the full Charles Oakley. Fit at MSG. Oh wow! <laughs> Just paying his respects with the Knicks bucket hat on. <laughs> oh wow! But yeah, I love those guys. They always um, Zach. Is that's more of like an age appropriate hang. Versus I think, yeah, like trying to my, hang with the young buck. Yeah, hanging with the younger rappers is a bit intense. I mean, they just they let you know how old you are quick. Yeah, yeah. I feel are like they quick with a roast too, like Zalupers or whoever. Like, just nah, like, yeah. nah. I'm good at that shit. So niggas ain't. I guess you're the me. boss in that yeah, regard. They so it's like, are they just like, like on? Are they trying to do like, instead of like drink and, and smoke weed? Are they trying to just do like drugs that we don't even know exist? Exactly, trying to prove, trying to like impress me. Oh, because you're the you're the Adderall admiral. Yeah, they, and that's what I think happens a lot, and I don't like that. So it's your reputation where people are like trying to like, way. or even trying to like give me stuff, or just trying to be like try to make themselves feel cool right. by being like that. And it's like, bro, that's, Danny, you want this new shit called fucking I don't know spice ketamine? Like, yeah, like all that? All right, let's see what it do. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so I truly believe that your style, your personal style, is criminally underrated, and that like I would today put you up there in like top five of best. Rappers with the best style. What rappers do you think have good style? Um, Smino. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the freshest. Okay. Smino. Um, of course, you know, everybody going to put Rocky. Sure. And um, Zaloopers. Like yeah. That's. Yeah. We yo. saw him with some like garments <laughs> on. We're like, yo, what the fuck? The loop, but see, I, I, you know, that's my that's my pride. You know, I trained the boy. You right, know, right, right. Saying, you trained so. train him well. He like yeah. he styled this monkey. On a podcast, and it was like a EG vest with like a racist chain and like an MCM backpack. <laughs> oh, it was Zach, yeah. Zach Fox or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But That's, he's definitely up there. He's very underrated and like a next up type mm-hmm. cat. Yeah, just yeah. across music and style. For yeah, sure. but I would say yeah, Z, Smino. Um, yeah, of course they used to have guys not him, but man, on just like some cool shit, man. I feel like um, just like on some OG shit. I always um always like the way Nas dressed. Yeah. Like, I feel like just classic, like... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Queensbridge swag. Yeah, I feel like all of those guys, like, from that era of, like, Carhartt shit, you know what I'm saying? And that shit Obviously, is now coming back again. I'm into like that all shit, these brands, yeah. That's, all, that's every brand's mood board, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. Corner Boy. And then, of course, like, the... um, I would say all the UK guys, too. Mm. Who's number like one up there? Level shit. Um, Big Smoke, Skep, Stormzy? Yeah, Skepta, probably. It would probably be Skepta. He's number one. Yeah. As far as fashion? Yeah. What about, uh, that, little, what about that little white kid, Dave? You know that good? No, that. Dave's not white. You're thinking of no, 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 uh, C. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. Not CC and not Dave. <laughs> Dave's like black. No, H, H, H. <laughs> but it's A I T C H. Yeah. Mm. Dart nose. Dart nose. <laughs> I, never, I don't know. <laughs> what brands are most represented in your closet besides Carhartt, which is obviously number one? It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then what else course. is up there? Um, now I've just been buying a lot of like John Elliott t-shirts. Oh really? shit! Shout out our boy, <laughs> John Elliott, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I just buy like a. Why are you buying it? You should be on Flow Team. We got to put you in touch. With yeah, John, we'll, we'll put you okay. on text. We could actually. That's the one thing we could actually like do for you. Oh, <laughs> that would die, bro. That would be so tight. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm in fact just having like plain t-shirts just feel comfortable. And yeah. Shit. So yeah, like John Elliott t-shirts now. Um, and just getting like vintage shit, like being in um Austin. 
Just going like around or like thrift Oh, there's got to be like every pick of the litter probably right out there. I found an Astro World T-shirt for five dollars, <laughs> and I thought I thought I hit the lick. Wear it, bro. I thought I hit the lick. I'm like, oh my god, they mad at this nigga. They put the Astro World shirt in the thrift store. Like, uh, yeah, that's the site yes. of uh, ten murder, ten deaths. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. The, 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 the family t-shirt. of the dead kid donated. It. I know. Like, I feel and I feel bad wearing it around. Even when I brought it home, my girl was like, "Why'd you buy that shirt? It's cursed. You know, you can't wear that around." I'm like, "It was five dollars. You steal your girl." shit does she ever affect your style or give you feedback on your style that you actually take to heart and implement or no um my girl is from the old school man uh she's 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 she, like here's some tims so what does she think of like what would she think of this and she was raised in texas she don't understand none of this shit mm. right so she see me sometime and she'd be like what the fuck she's like, not why fluent you? in she's like why do why are you trying to look homeless on purpose <laughs> <laughs> you know and then she will come somewhere like new york and she'll see her she's like everybody dressed like you here like, <laughs> you know yeah, what i'm exactly. saying and it'd be like what i don't what are you talking it's about like, no actually that's the line at the bowery yeah. mission those are all yeah, guys. i know so her yeah, whole those, her those whole, guys are all aged out dude so her whole shit is like what the fuck she don't understand it but i, I get that too that's how you know it's fire that's what we say in the pot if your girl hates your fit that's how you know it's fucking fire growing up in texas is just different fashion there anyway i mean you got to dress to be comfortable it's fucking right. 90 100 degrees every day you though in some like wranglers and cowboy boots and i mean what hat. happened to me just living there now i, I don't like wearing socks <laughs> or, <laughs> or any type of shoe in general so i'm always barefoot or like in slides, walking around barefoot? Wearing, i just i have a vast sandal collection now <laughs> You're, yeah. uh, you're you're I make ribs shit. now I learn how to make ribs so nice. I'm just always barbecuing ribs in my sandals in the in the apron you're just on the big you're in the big on twos on yeah, the on the grill mm-hmm. Hoka makes the best sandals oh too. facts dude mm-hmm. your propriety your uh, propensity for uh, going underwearless is probably beneficial in Texas I'm wearing sacks that was a okay. joke right. that was all a right. joke right. it was convincing dude. oh I mean I, I don't, if I'm at home I don't wear drawers because I don't feel like doing all that laundry that's fair you know. Yeah, you're only supposed to wear underwear in public. According to who? What do you mean? Like, I mean, just you say that like it's gospel. I mean, if I'm just sitting at the crib, I just throw a pair of jogging pants on. Why would I waste a pair of drawers? That's and, true. And I'm about to have to wash clothes and yeah. doing all this shit. You know. So I always, because you always, I mean, it's one thing to dirty up your clothes, but you can't run out of underwear. No, right. You know, I always got to have some clean drawers in the, in the drawer. Just in case. Yeah. Breaking case I know I'm not doing right when I look into my fucking underwear drawer and I don't have a clean <laughs> pair of socks or a clean pair of drawers. Like, yeah, what's been, I'm, I'm on, on a bender. You're running I'm out. obviously on a bender right yeah. now. We're going through right now as you're in your girl's no-show Adidas <laughs> socks that you wore with Nike shoes. Criminal offense. Yeah. You're lucky we don't alert the NYPD. No, I love that shit. I love mixing brands like that. I was, I oh, was really? definitely like, a part of I was one of those guys that wore Adidas pants with Nike blazers. Because it's antagonistic. With, with Nike like, um, windbreakers and shit. No, I was the, a huge the, fan the of this. Fleece. I was a huge fan of this um, UK show called People Just Do Nothing. Oh, the best, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, DJs, yeah. Grinder, MC Grinder and all yeah. that. So, I, got, I have went through a whole phase where I just wanted to dress like them. Like a, a comedic clown character who's like not an actual person. And they were, I mean, and they, it was like a uniform. So they were like, wear like Air Maxes, Adidas track pants, right. Nike windbreakers, polo hat. Great show. Uh, he, he had to remember this. I went through a whole <laughs> phase of where I dressed like this for maybe like a year or two. <laughs> and so, and, and the reason why they wore that, because they couldn't just wear one brand. Right. They had to show it all. Yeah. They had the, you know. Yeah. Because they weren't getting sponsored by any of it. So they had the, the full spectrum. Yeah. They had to wear everything. Danny, uh, it sounds like you have a lot of experience in this area and, you know, and you know that you're in one when you have no underwear left. What are the keys to a good bender? The, uh, it's never a good bender. Really? Like a, Benders like a, aren't like inherently a, negative. Yes, definitely. Like a strong bender. Then. Definitely. I, I'm. Um. You just feel so bad after it's over with, man. It takes me like. But in the moment when you think it's going well, it always happened by mistake. 
You just find me. yourself in one like a hurricane. No, just like um tornado. Or like recently, I, I took a shit ton of mushrooms. <laughs> I went to my homie crib for a party. We tripped out like crazy. Started back drinking. I ain't drink for like two months. Started so like drinking again. Next thing I know, is they got blown. Now we're doing that. Right, Next right. thing I know, I look up. It's two months later. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're on throwing, you're on the throwing fits podcast. Yeah, still yeah. doing the same shit. Like fuck. Did you still have underwear though, or were you out? Huh? You were out of underwear at that point. No, I was free balling on purpose. Then oh, okay. okay. So Kisu, good bender, just go no, no underwear. underwear, let it rock. No, that might not be a good idea. I mean, like if you like bender, change your clothes in the back. Might be nice. To have. Yeah, just yeah, like an emergency. What kit. is up with these survival packs with you, man? <laughs> yeah, you need a go bag. Yeah, <laughs> a blow bag. What is up with the survival packs, man? Well, in in your podcast, the Danny Brown Show, like you're super honest and transparent about like what's going on in your life, what's going on with your mental health and everything. What's the reaction been from your fellow rappers who maybe aren't as like transparent about like their internal being? Um, I would say it's been. It's, it's been kind of positive from everybody. Like yeah. a lot of people just been hitting me up. Like Good they feedback. love the show oh, saying like it's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say it's it's been kind of positive, to be honest. It's more so than I thought. Like everybody want to come on and hang out. It's right. pretty revolutionary so it's from like cool. hip hop that, because I mean, everyone's so concerned about like the image and being like the, su- the, the superhero, right? Mm-hmm. And being like indestructible. And then you're just talking, you're out here talking about like personal struggles yeah i've definitely humanized myself to these people for yeah. sure which is i mean which is good too man i mean i don't i'm, I'm i don't know i don't want to live like a fake perception of myself right. i guess i'm kind of like telling my telling my story to people now Speak they can really truth. yeah so they can really see who i am i just hope now it doesn't affect the music <laughs> no, for sure. but like your shit stands in opposition like, to like Button or drink champs or a million dollars worth of game because it's just a it's a different thing. It's like a, its own genre. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if like there would be rappers that would be like not that they would talk shit like to your face, but like that don't understand it. No, I think it almost. I think some rappers probably look at it as like a um, I don't know, like hipster, like a cop out kind of thing. Okay. Really, like uh, his rap career and cracking like that. Oh, now you got to do that shit. kind of like like feel like like he fell off to be doing a podcast kind of shit. What would you say to those? I would think that. I mean, I always wanted to do comedy, and, and right. I mean, I'm not doing some bootleg shit from my basement. I'm on right. Wild Mates. I'm yeah, with Tom yeah, Segura. Yeah. I'm with the top G's. So yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, I, I look at it like, you know, I was drafted to play for a good team. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, Brady so, on the Bucks. Yeah, so well, not this like, year, but last year maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I look at it like that. It ain't like I'm just trying to start some shit on my own from my basement. Right, you know, right. like I have nothing else going on. Yeah, this isn't a struggle pod. Like this is, and this is something that we've been building on for years. Right. Like he's been telling me, like he's been wanting to do this shit and. Yeah, so you did mention on a recent episode that you're kind of getting like podcast brain, which is something that we struggle with, where you're like doing shit in real life with your girl, with your friends, and you're always just like, "Oh, this will be good oh, content." Yes, yes. yes. Has 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 that ever bit you in the ass when you're like too forthcoming on the pod? Um, yeah, with my girl, obviously. She she, she just, listen. She just cuts me out this morning. She listens to everything I do. I told her to <laughs> That's stop. A problem. Yes. I told her to stop just yep. listening to it, but she's like, "Cause I, cause I know she's listening to it for negative reasons." Right, she just she's, she's listening to, to it. She wants ammunition on you. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. listening to it for me to say some fucked up shit about her or not something like that. As a fan or as a supportive, yeah, know, she's not listening to it to have fun. She's listening to it to hear some bad shit. She's the, then, fu- she's the she's the ops. And then hear that <laughs> one thing, and then it's a whole big deal, you know. Well, and, what was like a recent instance where like you, you know, actually? That? Oh, yesterday I did Legion of Skanks. Oh, and um, <laughs> I was I think I was hitting on Janine Garofalo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Is your type old? Older comedians, Kathy Griffin, Jeannie Garofalo. Old white bitches. Yeah. God, I mean, they're fun to be around. <laughs> that aren't trying to rape you on stage in the ring. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Dark confirmed. <laughs> so yeah, I, I said I'd knock it down. <laughs> What's um so you solicit questions and answer them on the podcast, whether it's through email or voicemail. What's the most out of pocket shit you've ever been asked for the pod? Most out of pocket? Yeah. Oh, I mean, anytime something that deal with like um like race issues or something like that. Like, like are they like, themselves racist? No, like just shit like that. Like okay. um just like a, a I don't know. I it, it always just makes me uncomfortable. All that stuff kind of makes right. me uncomfortable. Just right. like race people shit want, in general. Wanting you to be like a mouthpiece. Yeah, like I'm like issues. I mean, yeah, and that's well, just that segues into my next question. Where do you stand on race relations? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the uprising in Iran? That's a thing. No, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, but you can do your googles on the Uber way back. No, nah, but so another thing that like constantly comes up on the podcast is on the Danny Brown show. Go fucking stream it right now. Is just getting your ass whooped as a kid, like yeah, by, whether by yeah. your parents or by like uh, just fighting bullies, all the time. I never was fighting. good at fighting. What's the worst ass whooping you've ever gotten? Oh, I got fucked up in the Pontchartrain Hotel downtown Detroit. What happened? How recently? Um, no, this is a long ass time ago. I talk. I've, I've told this story a few times, but yeah, I was just was drunk, just too drunk, and um. I was actually beefing with these guys at the time. We just seen each other in the shit, yeah, in the hotel lobby, and I was like these girls. I was talking to and talking to the girls, and all I remember, man, one of them walked up was like, "If if you ain't got no gun on you right now, we about to whoop your ass." I that's no, I mean, that could could have been worse. I ain't had like, no gun on me. Damn. And the last thing I remember, somebody face just got close to my eye. like he did like a Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> And before I knew it, they were waking me up off the ground. It was like statues broke everywhere, glass. Oh, it was like he got fucked up. Trade pandemonium. So and you I put was, up a fight at least. Sounds like I don't know. I think I think I got knocked out on the first punch. They thrown you it was like a ragdoll. It was a timberland tree in the middle of my head. Like a, <laughs> it said, "Made in China" on your forehead, bro. It was like a scar. <laughs> then you know when it, when it turns into a sword, then you got to pick it off, and it was just yeah. like a pink timberland tree. We're like all into some shit. <laughs> it was so bad, man. So yeah, so yeah, but the good thing. I will say that I talked about getting my ass whipped on the podcast so much is um, a guy from a Muay Thai gym contacted me. Yeah. And was That's like, you have to defend yourself. Bro. And was like, yo, if you're tired of getting your ass whipped, man, <laughs> you should, I'll, I'll give you a few free classes to come and do some Muay Thai. This is like the a gritty reboot of the Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Danielson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been taking Danielson Muay Thai. Brown. I've been doing Muay Thai for, I think, two, three months now. How, uh, how, and I'm fucking addicted to it. How are crazy nice? hard are your shins? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, Obviously, from my first class to where I'm at now, of course, I'm not nice. I still right. suck. You know, like even just this past month, we were doing pad holding month where I had to learn how to hold pads. Yeah. And I'm holding pads for killers. These motherfuckers is, bro. And you have all the equipment on the pads and all that shit, but still, you feel all this shit and you go home. I, I, I do it on the weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, maybe do hour and a half sessions, and I'm literally sore the entire yeah, week. Right. So it sounds like a gunshot when they're soon as yeah, as soon as I fucking soon as I'm good enough to be like live a normal life again, yeah. that's when I got to go to class. So <laughs> if uh, are but you it's like, giving me a lot of discipline because like even on like drinking, yeah, like I'd be like, man, I don't want to drink tonight. I got to go to class tomorrow. Yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, don't feel horrible, man. Do you still have nerves in your shins or all those? Are those no, I, it's only been two months. Okay, bro. all right. <laughs> but I, I would say, I, I from the first class that I went to and kick in and learn how to do all that stuff, I'm, I'm deaf. I can see an improvement. Do you so have that's muscles? Making you have, me, no, man. Abs, <laughs> no, no. You're still penguin body. Bro. I'm penguin. penguin yeah. body, man. I'm still <laughs> if, penguin. If you found yourself in that same situation uh, many years ago in that hotel lobby, could you have fared better now with what you've learned in two months? No. What happens is, <laughs> what happens is. Just going to Muay Thai and being a barber in that community and that class and stuff, it humbled me, and I never want to fight again. Oh, shit. Mm. Because you don't know what these motherfuckers got. Killers. These motherfuckers look like secretaries, like little 5'8", <laughs> 
five five ladies like wearing glasses and will fuck you up out here. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you don't never know who you're dealing with right. out here. So it kind of like I ain't talking shit to nobody. Yeah. I know what it is now. It's like you get what I'm saying? Bar fight with the guy with the cauliflower yes, ear because exactly. like doesn't matter the stats. He's but now you don't. Kill you. you know anybody it can be anybody now. Just based on what this the, the type of people I know take my Muay Thai classes is like. Do you do you want to like get in the ring and like actually spar one day or like? No, or I'm, just, I'm or going to have to spar because yeah. that's what we're talking about now. The thing is because you know obviously, so they want to like they, they're helping me to get to intermediate class as fast yeah. as possible so I can be able to go whenever I want. So yeah, we're just trying to. Get it together, but see, I'm out here for a few weeks. I mean, I was out yeah. here for a week. I haven't been to a class back. in yeah. a minute, so it's like you got to go every week. I took uh, I, t- I lived in Thailand for a year and took like two Muay Thai lessons, and that shit destroys you. Mm-hmm. It is probably the most intense like training I- I've ever done for mm-hmm. sure. It's crazy. Yeah, the thing is about Muay Thai is no head movement. No head movement. That's yeah, the thing. It's all about being in your shield. Take one to give one. Okay, and then all just. Right. Cracking your shins with metal pipes. At least that's how they did in this yeah. old man's backyard. Yeah, in Thailand. yeah, yeah. It's that shit. Jesus Besides Christ. the Muay Thai, I mean, so with the podcast, like any fan of Danny Brown, any fan of just like an interesting guy with his story to tell, they learn something new every single episode, multiple things. But what's something about Danny Brown that might actually surprise people? You can just tell us right now, whether they're like a super fan or just becoming a fan of you by listening to the only podcast that matters. I'm so open, and I think I always tell like the most embarrassing shit about myself. <laughs> anyway, I probably already talked about it, but. I don't know. Um, Bated breath. Just waiting. I, I I think for the most part, uh, I don't know. Um, I think now, I, 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 well, I'll say this. Um, I used to be a cat person. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I love cats. Used to be. Yeah. What happened? I went through that crazy divorce and she mm. took the cats. Oh, Damn. wait, you got divorced? or was I it- mean, you might as well call it that. Okay, it was like that. Yeah. Are you a dog person or are you just not a cat person? Yeah, now I have dogs. I have, I have, how, many, how, many, how many dogs? I have, have chihuahuas now. <laughs> how many chihuahuas? The cat I got dogs. Two. I got two. We had three. We just had to put one down. Oh, uh, it was yeah. super sad. Yeah. It was super sad. I didn't know that shit was like that. What yeah. are their names? Your um, Samsung and Ditto. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Ditto. Is Samsung Korean? <laughs> no, Samsung White. Oh. Any gay. <laughs> You have a, gay, you have a old white gay man. Yeah, Samson's an old white Name gay man. Name Korean phone. <laughs> Samson's an old white gay man. But yeah, but I just got ditto. Wait, Samson or Samsung? Samson. Oh, okay. Samson. Like from okay. the Bible. Yeah, Not Samsung, like the TV. I, I call them both. Not a Galaxy it de- 4X it depends, Yeah, it whatever. depends on what yeah. he's doing, how it comes out. <laughs> depends how gay he's being. Yeah. <laughs> but Samson. Yeah, Samson. I miss, I miss him right now where I'm talking shit, man. <laughs> That's my boy. He, he, part two, that's who helped me down being in Texas, man. That's my best friend, man. <laughs> like emotional support. Yeah. And that's what I would say. I didn't Cats know. Cats never give that to you. Exactly. I'm a dog man and myself. I would say I didn't know that you can have that with animals. Like, oh, yeah. So now it, it just done a whole different Fuck thing with cats. me. So I put um, Ditto, we put her in um, obedience school for a few weeks when I went to Europe and my girl, she took a trip to Mexico, hang okay. out with her family. How did, how did Ditto do? She became more gangster. <laughs> It was $2,000 for nothing. <laughs> now you can't open a door around a motherfucker. She jumping out. It literally was like when a, when a thug go to jail. Like he hung around more <laughs> ill criminals. And now she just came back extra worse. At she least said, did it convert to Islam? She's a five percenter. Dog, it's so scary. And she's I never... Te- black she, Israelite now? She's got a teardrop. But what I will say, what I will say, <laughs> what, when I um, picked her up from the obedience school after she was there for like a few weeks, 
It was like one of the top moments of my life because I never felt love like that before right. in my life. No oh, one response. No got. one was has ever been that excited to girl. see me. No one's been, ever been Not that excited. Moms. It jumped on me, <laughs> kissed me, licked me, just going crazy. <laughs> You're like, free and ditto. Free ditto to ditto like, free. Making noises like, ah, like this is my nigga back. I thought y'all niggas gave up on me. <laughs> like I thought y'all gave up on me. <laughs> and I took her home. And then her and Samson, they always get into fights and shit. They don't really hang out. Oh, but they even, beef. Even when I brought her in the crib and Samson seen her, he went crazy. Like, what? Get on back. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> they jumping around. Like, and I never experienced shit like that before. I was like, oh, I'm like tear, like a tear. Like, wow, my eyes get watery. Like, what the fuck, man? Damn. Just to feel that. Amount. So, yeah, I do it for my dogs, man. Literally. <laughs> Actually, who I do it, who I do it for? Yeah. Now I do it for the pups, man. <laughs> fuck everybody else, man. I was. For yeah. the chihuahuas. Wow, dude. for your, the old gay white dog and uh, Ditto. <laughs> I started Ditto. I, just, I gave Ditto her own Instagram. And really? Yeah. Ditto has, plug the IG real quick. Ditto Deuce on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's her Instagram. Ditto Deuce. Darts is, <laughs> Dar- is learning new shit about yeah, you, too. Clout going up, dude. Oh, yeah. My dog has an Instagram. <laughs> Danny, uh, I looked at this before, but you are so, like, your knowledge of music runs deep. It's not a uh, mile wide, inch deep. You're not a spaghetti farm. It is fucking deep in every genre. If we went through your Spotify right now, though, what would be the most embarrassing shit that we'd find in your plate recently? Um, oh, uh, uh, is that ABBA? That Give Me More song? Yeah. Yeah, I love that a lot. I listen to that a lot. Classic. You love Swedish disco? I'm, I've been listening to Certified Trapper. Okay, is that a, that's an artist? Yeah, he's a rapper from Milwaukee. Okay, okay. y'all know about the Kia Boys and all that shit. No, Tell oh, us so. well, not familiar with the Milwaukee they, rap scene. Kia's that's their whole thing. No, Kia's you can actually steal a Kia with a USB stick. Oh Wait. yeah, yeah, and, with and the and phone charger. So yeah, Kia's and Hyundai's. Yeah. So, but he's the rapper that the sound of this got it shit. of the so, key of the, the key of boys movement and it's bizarre it's bizarre what is it like i is love it like it. hard like, i feel like he stole he stole a kia and it had a laptop in it and it had fruity loops on there and he just like stock version sounds he won't buy any presets he won't buy no new vsts he's been using <laughs> the same four sounds for the entire year and he kind of figures out how to still make a new beat with the same four sounds and it's amazing are you constantly discovering like new new rappers um, are you like still I, not as much it? as I used to? Right. Not as much as I used to. That would be my whole thing. Like being an A and R. That would be my whole thing. Yeah. I always want to find the newest, hottest shit, just to kind of like stone up people. Like, you heard this? Okay, you heard it. I would be that guy. It's probably annoying too to be around. That's you on your hipster shit. Yeah, being that's it's, it's all ego because it's annoying to me when someone's like that. <laughs> when they're around you, they always just kind of put yeah. you up on something. Like, have you heard this? Right. right what right. about this? You seen this? You fucking the key boys? Like, what are you talking? Leave me alone. Let's just be normal. Let me listen to Abba, dude. You fuck with you fuck with the Ford fiends. Are there, are there any features on the new album that we can maybe uh, Ooh, reveal yeah. right now? What do you want to say? What can you say? Uh, what are we doing? It's just Mike, ain't it? Yeah, just Mike. Okay. Just Mike? Yeah. yeah just Mike. One, one feature? Michael Jackson? No, Mike. The rapper Mike. <laughs> from New York. He's one of my favorite rappers. Mike? Yeah. You, you know, know Mike? About Mike? No, I don't know is Mike. He a drill guy? Who is he? What is his Oh, name? no. Mike, is he like, in, he like from the... Um, I, they is actually have a... I'm never showing our ass right they now. They actually actually having a name Probably. for the genre. What do they call that type of style of music? I mean, it's all the Earl Sweatshirt guys, man. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, but Mike is amazing. But no uh, no other Bruiser Brigade homies? So oh, Wolf. Go. I got Wolf on some shit. Okay. The Loopers did some shit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, but Wait. for the most part, nah. It's too personal. Right, yeah. so a lot of songs. This, right. this is like a sense. real. This is really close to your. Yeah, heart. a lot of songs didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole. I think the whole concept of the album is that um, it's just really about 
me being older and getting and still being in music, I'm like, can I still do this shit? And did part can of you, you? Yeah. Did part of you not I think don't you know. could enter? I don't know. So that's you know, what the, we know you can't come on. I mean, that's what the album is about. Just like literally figuring like, it out. Nigga, you 40 still doing this shit. When you gonna stop? A guy gonna make you quit? <laughs> would, you, would, would you say that like is there any part of you that's like yo this could be the last one or no it would be a good movie if it was oh really mm, true yeah. I, I wrote it with that intent but i, I know it's not gonna do you ever want to get into like because i just made um me and jpeg mafia working on an album right, right now okay. so it's not my last album. do you ever want to get into movie making like cinema like making movies yeah that's that's i'm i will say um like working on like movie sets and stuff like that I, I would. You were like, in the. You were in the. What was that movie? Uh, White boy Rick. White boy Rick. Mm-hmm. You were in that. Holy shit! I forgot. Um, uh, you were YG. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time shooting that too. Um, but um, yeah, I you see that? no. I would like to be the guy in the chair. Yeah, directing. You know, something like that. It was Calling the shots. Just seeing it, watching it, and putting it together because it's not too far from like making albums and shit. Right, right. It's like macro. Seeing your like vision, it, seeing your vision coming to life. Literally. You know. So yeah. Yeah. But for me, I think I'm more of a. Um, I'm more into writing. So I really? think the next thing for me would have to be books. Really? More so than cinema. What do you want to write about? Your memoirs? Yeah, I've, I don't know. You I think I think days, I think bro. I want to do um uh, obviously like an autobiography kind of thing and it's only because um I'm a huge fan of uh, BoJack Horseman. <laughs> Well, you, horse. you'd be an, you'd you'd be a, a depressed penguin, bro. You'd be an animated penguin. I, I watched we, we me and I used to have a, a inside joke with this girl. She's like Bojack Brown. She always called me Bojack Brown. <laughs> like, and we all watch Bojack Horseman together. She's like, "This is your life right here. This is who you are. You're yeah. Bojack." You need some fan art of someone to like make you as an anthropomorphic horse or something. And remember, shit. like the whole thing with Bojack, how you had the little girl follow him around all the time to write yeah, the yeah. book about him. So yeah, I, I need someone to come and someone to just shadow you and like you, know, you need a stenographer intern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so I think yeah. That's the next thing for me would be, yeah. I want to ask you about the area of life that maybe you wouldn't allow the stenographer to uh, enter, which is the next section of this podcast entitled <laughs> Sucking and fucking. Meats and cheeks. Sex and dating. Yeah. What is this about? Yeah, it's about dead ass. <laughs> yeah. um, we asked this of every musician specifically. Do you listen to your own music, music when you have sex? Fuck no. Really? What do, you, what do you put on? That's crazy. Is it? Oh, if I was to like pick a soundtrack to fuck to, it gotta be. You don't like, want Juicy J being like fuck a PO. No, it's fuck like, a piss test. I listen to like Bjork or like <laughs> you fucked the Bjork. Yeah, stroke game know. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, pagan poetry. I'm, I'm knocking it down during pagan poetry. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Bjork or like FKA. Poetry, I mean, yeah. to be on some newest shit, maybe like FKA Twigs or something oh, yeah. like that. You know, uh, so like the, sex, the weekend, the weekend. Okay, is a big, sure, a classic for mm-hmm. sure. House of Balloons. A nigga definitely done got a lot of pussy. The House of Balloons. Yeah. <laughs> What's your body count? <laughs> the millions got to be in the millions. <laughs> <laughs> it gotta be in the millions, <laughs> bro. We talk about it, bro. You know the forty-one years that's been on this show that says he exclusively fucks to his own music. Big boy from Outcast. Yeah, that's fucked up. Is it? So you know, I what like it, the way you move. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know what? He, so you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if I could get jiggy with that shit. You do the whip test, right? You listen to your shit in the car. You do like headphone test. He does the fuck test yeah. too. Oh, that's tight though. He sees yeah. if his shit fucking hits in the bedroom. See, the thing is, I love music too much, and um, <laughs> to sully it with so like listening to music, I, I would I would just be zoning out. Like, damn, how many 
What's, what's this BPM? How oh. many? I started getting scientific about listening to the music. So you like, be out yeah. of your own head. Yeah, I'm not thinking so about bad. sex no more. I'm I'm, I'm involved okay. in an actual act, but I'm right. sitting here thinking about, damn, how the fuck they want to say that? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Also, it sounds like you're, as a loud sex haver, you're providing the soundtrack <laughs> yourself. Yeah. No, to He's be honest, yodeling, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a soundtrack. I would rather have the sound of other people moaning. Okay. There you go. There you right. go. So, Teach his own. Different strokes, literally, for different folks. Yeah. Uh, when did you know that you were in love with your girlfriend? Oh, that's a great word. Thanks. I think the first time I met her. Oh, really? Sight. Love at first sight. What, what, was, the first talk? Sight. Uh, what was the first time? <laughs> She's listening right now to catch you to, to trip you up, dude. So it was love at first sight, man. Yeah. What, was, what was your first date? Um, We went to a festival I played, I think, in Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she watched you perform to thousands uh, of people. Was she a fan <laughs> before y'all like hooked up? Nah. She like wasn't even familiar. Mm. See, that's... No. Nah. That's, a, that's, a that's how you want it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about um as, as I do love my girl though, so she knows. <laughs> as the father of a daughter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she's twenty now, right? Twenty one. Yeah, she's twenty one. Yeah, she tried to get me to take her to Sixth Street. I'm like, I'm not going to Sixth Street with you, bro. On her twenty first birthday. Doing that. No, she's already twenty one. She just okay. she's going to party with Pop. She just came um to Austin for like the summer. She stayed with me for like June and July. Oh nice. And yeah, she's woke now. Oh shit! Did she cramp your style low key when she stayed with you? No, it's actually a great time. It's actually happy to have her there. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I mean she's old enough to know. But does she think you're problematic when you say things like gay and retarded? <laughs> oh, she hates. She hates me, bro. Yeah. She says I'm the most embarrassing motherfucker to be really? around. But that's ever. how every daughter treats their father. Everything about my music, everything about my style, really? everything. She's like, she's oh not a fan. God. She doesn't fuck with the, the I discography. Hate I hate. Is you. she like a little white? <laughs> is she like a little Y2K girly? No, she's super like black powered out right now. Oh, okay. nice! Like I think TikTok did it though. Oh, yeah. She got TikTok pilled into. <laughs> yeah, she, she got, got TikTok pilled, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm barbecuing ribs on the Fourth of July. She gonna tell me I'm I'm more of a Juneteenth kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> she still eat the ribs though. She won't get like she won't put use hair products and shit. She oh, got an afro natural. now. Yeah, damn, bro. She, yeah, this is a nice little generational kind of. I mean, it is dope. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck happened? You listening to Dead Prayers albums or something? <laughs> Ooh. Like, how did this happen? You was just listening. Hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop. She was super into anime and K-pop in her high school. So it's like, what the fuck just happened? She got fucking the third eye woken up, you know? Yeah. She saw enough infographics on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think but, she hate white people. What, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Am yeah, I right, come on, bro? come on. So she's on the right side of history. What red flags do you really look out for when uh, it comes to your daughter dating? Ooh. See, that's the thing we never really... I've never... Really you never involved you don't want to in that be part involved of yeah, by design. You're never. like it's not my business, or yeah, it's like your mom got to handle that kind of thing. Mm. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Why? Because you go Muay Thai on somebody's ass. I mean, it's just, some poor bastard. I mean, I just I don't know. I just um part two. I feel like she um she she got a great like sense of like her friend group. She got a good head on her shoulders. She hang around like yeah. you know. It's like you yeah. Don't get- yeah, so it's I was going to be detrimental to the process. You're like, I'm gonna fuck this up. Yeah, kind of like let her figure it out. And like I say, she's 21 now. But you so never been, like, you yeah. never been like, uh, like dad, where it's like, you know, some dude comes over and you got to fucking like see how see yeah. how hard his handshake is or anything. No, I mean, cool. I only met one guy that she was like, she went to prime with like a 
little Asian kid. <laughs> was he a uh, was he a Muay Thai motherfucker? <laughs> no, this nigga was a nerd for sure. <laughs> You're like but, uh, proof. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. him. This I'm guy, like, this tight. I'm like, it's tight. This type of niggas you like? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's fuck. It. That's your K-pop era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But that was nah. Yeah. I don't know what type of nigga about to pull up. So that's like a, Bobby, a revolutionary. Bro, she could pull up with Dr. Umar. It's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yo, boil this onion, bro. <laughs> Danny, how much money do you make? None. What are you talking about? <laughs> I the, need to borrow some money from y'all niggas. Are the checks bigger in podcasting or in like mm. indie underground hip hop? Um, I would say to me it's probably similar, but I would say it's just less work with podcasting. Yeah, it's totally. You, you, you just show, like what's the what's the process like? Do you just show up and fucking mm-hmm. monologue? Just show up, no prep, just go yeah. fucking off the dump. I mean, I've, like you say, I got the podcast brain now, so I'm writing right. shit all week for the show. Right, you you're like I'm taking always shit constantly over. like think, oh, I got to talk about this on the podcast. Got to talk about this on the podcast. You yeah, know, yeah. so it's always that. So I mean, like you say, we working on it pretty much all week before yeah. we can do it. You know, but it's when I show up, it's pretty much me just riffing. You yeah. are, you do be riffing. <laughs> when so we mentioned that uh, the the top three money pits are drugs, clothes, women. But what do you like to spend your hard-earned money on outside of those three arenas? Family. Yeah? Just taking care of my family, man. I think that's... And that was, like, one thing that I always feel bad about because, you know, me being on TV, or they see me in magazines and shit, and they will always think I had more money than I actually had. Right. Yeah. You know, they would look at that's me like the optics. Was, of, that's the optics of being a superhero. Well, rapper. perception is reality from motherfuckers. Yeah. Right? So they like they looking at me like I'm rich, and it's like I'm not really <laughs> rich. I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm making. I'm doing good for myself, yeah. but it's I'm not a fucking gazillionaire. I'm building the Danny Brown brand. So and and then you know everybody want to get taken care of and they ask you for stuff. Is that ever like tough for you where it's like motherfuckers that you love and you care about like feel like low key maybe let down? Ruined a lot of understand? yeah. Ruined a lot of relationships. Really? really? Because when you can't do it for. And then it's, they blame you. Yeah, and then it's one of those things where if you do do it for oh, Danny Green, it's going to kind of come back again. Like yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like so, you got to kind of like cut it off at the head, kind of. You know, now yeah. that you're planting a flag in the comedy podcasting content world, do our motherfuckers coming out of the woods once again? To be no. like, Yo, what's up? I see, I see the streams, I see the numbers on YouTube. Yeah. No, no, I'm, numbers don't lie. I mean, now I'm just kind of like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't live in Detroit no more. No one has my phone numbers. <laughs> like, it's, now it's like, it has to be like a big deal, like something. And that's really how I feel with it. You know, like I don't like because I would feel like I'm being taken advantage of in some sense. Right. Like somebody will hit you up and there's like a big problem. Like, oh, I'm about to get evicted or something like that. And then you they give manipulate some, you emotionally. And then you give them the money. Next thing you know, you see them. They on a vacation to Hawaii or somewhere. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck were you talking they got, about? They got some chrome jeans on. Yeah. <laughs> now you look up and it's like, oh my god, dude. So and that's what it was a lot. Of time are there any me. people now that are like to do the thing? And this happens to us very sparingly. So I'm not saying it's the same with with us and you. But like, are people like, yo, I saw the pot. It's popping. Like, I would love to come on. Like people trying to like manipulate you in that way to get the platform. No, I want people to come on the show. I would okay. love to have a lot of people on the show. I'm, that, have that's what I'm bro. struggling with is having guests. Come on. <laughs> Oh, what are you talking yes, about? I was, I was like, yo, if we could have Danny on, we will fly to Austin to Please. record with you. Yeah, Please. we were going. Done yeah. deal. Done deal. I'll right. put y'all yeah, up dude. and everything. Hang up the crib with me. We're bro. not that popping. We're like niche. It doesn't matter, the man. Grand, <laughs> like, I need a week's worth of content. Let's bro, go. what are you F1 talking Grand, about? F1 Grand Prix coming up. Oh, Austin. yeah, that is a big deal in Austin. Yeah. You can't get a hotel room during that no, time. No, well, we were gotta trying to go. You got to get Lewis Hamilton on the podcast. Bro, that's too much. That's too much going on. Who's your dream guest that you'd love to have on the pod? Besides Dream Bojack this. Horseman, the animated sad <laughs> yeah, horse. Besides Will Arnett. <laughs> um, you should have Rocky on, bro. That'd be a little, little reunion. I don't think he's friends with me anymore. Damn. 
That's like what? That just like time went by. It happens. It's <laughs> he's got the he's got the Fenty. He's got the Fenty. No, he's the homie. Rocky's still the homie. I'm just talking shit. I know. I know. I know. I know. I he's know, a good guy. Dart saying that uh, Rocky mentioned Danny on his drink champs appearance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that clip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah, say real, recognize real. You yeah. saying like you're the funniest dude he knows? Yeah, most there unique it is. motherfucker he knows, Danny Brown. Yeah. Yep. Um. Have him on. Bro. Oh, so oh, the motherfucking hybrid. Oh, Patrice O'Neal. Oh, well, R.I.P. <laughs> I'm fucking still got to get a person that can't actually get. <laughs> but yeah, I was Patrice O'Neal, man. The king, bro. The goat. But you want, do you want to have other comedians on? Like, is that the goal? Of course, yeah. That's okay. the goal. Yeah. That's Rogan? Goal. Would you have a Rogan on? <laughs> I mean, I can't. You should go on Rogan. You I, should do I, Rogan. I mean, I think it's happening. I think oh, it's about to You've been talking about me for the last few. Oh, really? Yeah. You get name dropped? Yeah, he's been. You see him out? I've been, I've been getting the Rogan effect. You see him out in, you see him out in uh, Austin? I see him all the time. One time, uh, I hung out with Rogan. Blackout drunk for two hours and I don't remember the entire conversation. <laughs> well, he, well, he, he's not sober. I know he smokes, but does he? Drink? No, he drink. He drink. He drinks. Okay, but yeah, one time I he saw drinks him, like a fine scotch. I'm sure we were hanging out in the club together, like a comedy club, or whatever. And I literally just talked to him for like two hours and don't even remember what the fuck I said to him. I just woke up the next day and my girl told me, like, "You know, you was talking to Rogan for like two hours." <laughs> I'm like, what "Does he I know? Say? Does Rogan know like the music?" Or no, only know you because of like Tom and no, I, I, they didn't at first, but they all been starting to check it out since they know me now, Ooh. and they all will come to me and be like, "Oh my god, you're so fucking talented!" I when people know. do love you, by I the didn't way, know. in terms of like rap, like think about like the when you were at like your pitchfork peak of love, like that's was that. Oh, by the way, was that ever weird to you? So this is a push a T thing that he says a lot, where it's like he's like, "Listen, I understand that like at least his crowd, he's like, yo, I do a show. It's a lot of white people. It is what it is, but they support me, so he doesn't like begrudge that." Have you like what do you think about that? Like having that white fan base. Like, is it weird or is it like I, I accept it and I appreciate it? I mean, I feel like if I tried to make music for a certain crowd of people, that wouldn't be true to myself. Right. Right. So like me being like, uh, ain't no niggas at my shows. Now I'm going to try to make some, I'm going to make a song with Glorilla now. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't think like that, you right, know? Right, so right. I just make the music that I make and whoever likes it, likes, likes it. And it. I yeah, can't yeah. really, I can't really judge that. I can't really be like that because. I, I used to sell crack the corn. You know what I'm saying? I tell people this all the time. I'm to like, corn the band with the yes. K and the backwards R? <laughs> yes. Jonathan Davis? Yes. Ooh. Oh, you didn't sell crack to the band members of Oh, corn. oh yeah, I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, let's correct. Oh, that's okay. it. Okay. Okay. I used to sell okay. crack the corn. Sounded crazy. You're right. My bad. You were listening to yes, corn while selling crack. Okay. That's how that mother, that's how Jonathan Davis was yodeling, yeah. bro. No, you sold, you sold crack, crack to Fred Durst. And all my homies was listening to No Limit and Cash Money at the time. Right, right, right. And right. I'm sitting there. So I'm, I've lived a different Your type of life. Your soundtrack to selling crack was corn, Freak on a Leash. System yeah. of a Down, all that shit. Incubus. Yeah. yeah. Damn, System of a Down? <laughs> Incubus. Wake up. The best is Incubus is like fucking satellite like morning drive. Well, yeah, yeah. You want, the most peaceful there. crack dealer yeah. in Detroit. Put open eyes and open eyes. Every Sunday, every Sunday, I would put that album on. The air right white. in my fucking bro, sitting on the crate on some wire shit with the fucking tape and a Walkman, like ugh. sitting on the crate on the stoop. Yeah, you want. <laughs> did, this, crack. did this help your? <laughs> Did this help your crack dealing career? No, I was never like, good at it. I was yeah. never good at it. Where where were your biggest like gaps in your crack 
expertise. What do you mean, biggest gaps? Like, were, like, were you not a good salesman? Do you not have? Oh, because like, I just was a sex addict and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you offer a blowjob. I was giving away too much free crack to, for the for the blowjob, Betty. Yeah, for the blowjobs. Okay, all right. Man, I was working. I was selling crack for blowjobs. So, but, I mean, your body count was going up. Your blowjob body. So, the crack whore was your greatest uh, customer. They loved me. <laughs> crack sex worker. They loved me. Yeah. yeah they loved yeah. me. But yeah, I wasn't good at it. And just with everything that comes with living that lifestyle, once you get really deep into that shit, you actually become a crackhead yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not showering. You're staying in this one place for three, four days. Favorite drug of choice of all time. With, with Imagine there's no consequences associated with anything. What is your favorite drug? I mean, I'm going to say weed. Yeah. Because weed is what it is, okay. you know. But I mean, yeah, weed. Yeah, we'll okay. Weed. <laughs> yeah, I saw that jaw move a little bit. Okay, weed. Danny, what's the what's the brokest you've ever been? Ooh. Oh shit! Outside of like being uh, financially dependent on like your family, like when you were an independent adult, what's the brokest? You've no, ever been? I've been. Got to think. I didn't really make it till in my thirties of music and stuff like that. So it was a time in my life where like living with my mom or like my twenties. And I could just see the look of disgust in her face every morning waking up. Oof. Me asking for cigarettes that. and shit like that. She's like, that. you need to get a job. I'm like, man, I'm going to make it as a rapper one day. I'm too busy getting blowjobs. I got my fucking. No, this one I had stopped selling drugs because okay. I, I got I had I had a shit ton of warrants. OK, like I would get like a whole bunch of like loitering tickets from like hanging out in front of stores and shit. Yeah. But I would never go to court on them. Mm. So anytime I knew anytime I came in any type of police contact, I'm going to jail. Right. So I always had this hanging over my head. So I stopped selling drugs and I moved back in with my mom and shit and just I got I bought a four track and an SP three oh three. Started like trying to like looping yeah. beats and like just started making music and doing that kind of stuff. And she just she was just so like, Oh my God, you're terrible. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you suck, dude. Like, bro, like, so see that, don't quit that, your day that, job, Dan. See that disappointment in your mother hurt. Well, you did quit. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt so much. That like, was the brokes you ever been when yeah, your mom was it hurt so much. Broken emotionally and because the thing was, like, I, I had all these warrants and shit. Right. So I couldn't like go out and get a job. How'd you get out of them? Was I it statute of limitations? No, I actually just had to go to jail. Mm. I had to go to jail. How long were you in jail for? Yeah, it was the longest. I did bit. a year. I did a year. Damn. Bro. Is that how you and Ditto kind of bonded? Like, just, you know, you both. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is Graduates of the incarceration. She, smell, she smells the incarceration. I think I was locked up for 2007, the entire 2007. Yeah. That was a good year. No, it wasn't. That was last year, Bush. <laughs> last year, Bush. <laughs> yeah. You came out for Obama. <laughs> it's a Bush. It was 2007, yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me, though. Oh, really? Right? Mm hmm. Before I went to jail, I was like a. I wasn't this guy for sure. I was like more like, I don't know, like shy. Oh, like really? I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't. You really blossomed. You really I had to. I had to. Yeah. If you ain't talking in there, niggas gonna punk you. Like shit gonna happen. You gotta speak up for yourself. I gotta be vocal about shit. You what was what like saying? your main like survival skill? Was it just like being the funny guy? No, actually rap music. Yeah. Because you were every, spitting for like dudes inside. That's what it'd be. I wouldn't tell you it'd be like that. But what happened was on my rock, everybody has, you know, that's what they call it. What, what your dorm, yeah. wherever you station. They wanted to rap so much. Like my rock boss, the biggest, much stronger motherfucker on the boss, they would fucking sit in their fucking dorm and fucking freestyle rap like all day. Were they trash? And I would, Were they good? Super trash. Really? <laughs> so it was just fucking, I'd be sitting there watching fucking, I'd be watching TV hearing these niggas rapping in there. I'm like, man, these niggas. And they would get, and it got to the point, I, 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 I held it in for like three months. Right. And then one day I was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Yeah. And I went in there and just gave them the 50 clip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Cassidy punchlines. I'm in that bitch like, like a smack DVD. Like, 
And after that, they like, oh my God, we got the guy. This nice. nigga. That's, the rap guy. So God. then everybody just yeah, yeah, yeah. super embraced me guy. like that. Like, even he was like, man, when I, because the best job to have in jail is registry. Yeah. And he was like, man, when I get out, when I leave registry, I'm going to give you my job. Boom, boom. We got to hook up when you get in the world, Snoop. They called me Snoop back then. Okay. I was in jail. Because you were like tall and skinny? Yeah, and I had long French braids and okay. shit. So they <laughs> and you rapped like him too. No, I didn't. Or, or, or just being like you were nice. I'm trying to think back then. Oh, that was like my Jay Dilla, Guilty Simpson, mm. open mic Detroit phase. Mm. It was different. Like, so I was rapping like. voice too and everything? Or? Yeah, I was, it wasn't that high pitch shit for sure. I was trying what to What made like, you go with the, because I feel like you have such a distinctive, incredible, iconic rap voice. What, like, how did that even happen? The high pitch shit? It yeah. started with the first time I heard Eminem. Okay. Oh, oh really? Yes. Yeah, the first time I heard my name is, you know, just that shit. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the style of Detroit rap. Like a, like a, like so I just started studying him. No, I'm just saying the actual style of how it sounded. Because you got to think every coast, like East Coast rap, West Coast rap, down South rap. I'm like, oh. So so when M came out and he was blowing up from Detroit, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the sound. This is what people are going to be expecting Detroit rappers to sound like. So I just wanted to study his shit and, and I started rapping like that, just trying to impersonate him, to be honest. I did, mean, obviously it turned to something right, else. Your own, you know? wholly your own, did, yeah. Did going to prison give you like the actual confidence that you could be a good, like a successful rapper? Um, I, I mean, my rap shit was already going kind of okay. before I went to jail. Okay. Because what, what happened was I used to come out here. I used to literally take fucking Greyhounds. Um, this is before like cell phones and shit. I'd be at Port Authority on a fucking pay phone. Calling uh, my homie, I had to go to fucking, but he he was an A&R at Rockefeller. And what it was, was that I would come out here for like maybe like a weekend or something, but I would record an entire mixtape on other rappers' time. Right. Like come around and have a session booked at Sony right, Studios. He'd show two hours late. And he wouldn't show up. And then we'd sneak in, knock out a few songs, order some fried Put on Cameron's pill. Put everything on it. And then when it comes. Greyhound back to Detroit. And I was making mixtapes like that before I went to jail. Before Freaky Zeke. So I already knew. And I would be around them. And they'd always be like, this nigga nice. This nigga nice. But I was like a dirty bum to them niggas. I'm like a nigga from Detroit. You smell like the bus. My fucking braids. Nappy braids. Greyhound here. Yes. So you got to think. I was like a bum ass nigga to them. So yeah. they never, but they knew that you had the fucking this talent mm-hmm. was there. They That's knew I was crazy. an ill nigga. Yeah, I've been around everybody. I remember like sitting around Dame Dash, listening to my whole shit. Like, really? What, what was his, like, what was his is, feedback? What do you think? I think it was when the whole shit was going down when it was about to split. Yeah, and he listened to my whole shit, and all these niggas says, "Good luck, get money." <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. <laughs> and you did. Yes. That's the crazy shit what about the title, story. dude. Good luck, get money. Yeah. <laughs> That nigga should tell me good luck. Get like, I got some other things on my mind. Yo, that's ill advice from Dame, dude. <laughs> Listen, um, he wasn't right. I mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, no, no he, that's that works because I think at that time he was like, man, it's nothing I can really do. I can't really yeah, help I'm you. A little like, busy right now. Yes, like I got a lot of shit going, going on. on yeah, good luck. Get money, man. Were you rapping under the name Danny Brown? Yeah, always been Danny Brown. Well, Danny, uh, I don't know if we can offer up enough advice as good as Dame Dash did, but we would love to offer up some constructive criticism as like grizzled podcast veterans where you're like obviously killing it relatively new to the game though we've been doing this edit this for like in one form or another for six years now um so we'd love to offer up some constructive criticism take it or leave it before you get out of here and you get on with the night uh i'll go first so you heard my bars in the intro Mm -hmm. can you be my fucking rock boss and maybe give me a feature on the album or something like can i need to get out of here i need to stop podcasting with this motherfucker i need the exit strategy put me on the new album i don't think that's going to be out i don't think that's going to help anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't think 
Podesta out right there. That's you don't not think the D-boy, way to go about You don't it. think D-Boy Pinoy is my future? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, okay. No. I think I have my answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to help. It's not going to help. Uh, Danny, I feel like I'm already re- going to regret asking this, but when your boy Heems was on the show. He wants you. Yes. Um, he was uh, kind enough to close things out with a little throwing fits themed freestyle. No pressure, but would you want to take a stab at Fuck one? Fuck no, y'all tripping. <laughs> 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 oh, Danny, can I get a 16? <laughs> you had to ask, bro. I knew the answer. I still had to ask, bro. I'm 40 years old. It's hard, man. It's hard. Can't afford man. him. Yeah, yeah, we'll play some songs. Play Wait, so when like the dudes in prison were rapping, we're like, my name is Rock, <laughs> and I came to say I'm the best damn rapper in the USA. No, no, like, that's that type way, of shit. That's the way I rapped in like fucking kindergarten. <laughs> no, not not you. I mean the other dudes oh, in prison. Yeah. No, it was it's almost I feel like um like Master P or something. <laughs> Like, coming from the city where nobody hate me. We <laughs> <laughs> go lately. <laughs> like what? These niggas in there tripping. <laughs> like they were like putting out full like Tupac plays or something. Man. <laughs> like what the fuck is y'all doing some, in there, man? Some slam poetry. Yes, it was. Yes, bro. it was yeah. like that because yeah. they were older too. Yeah, but that's what I told y'all at the time before I got locked up. I was going to like open mics. That was my thing. I was like the Detroit yeah. open mic guy. Like so, I like just the had, king. Freestyles on deck, like I'm writing raps just to go to acapella or over a beat. It don't matter. It don't matter. matter. Right. I got something for it. I it got something for it. Um, Danny, where can the kids follow you on social media? What do you want to plug? Talk about the podcast real quick. Off okay, everybody, you know, you can find where you can find all podcasts. Um, Warmay Studios, the Danny Brown Show. Also, all house. my social medias is X Danny X Brown X. Follow me. I follow is it better? Me. Is it better uh, financially? If people stream on YouTube or on like Spotify, Apple. Yeah, um, I, I think it's. I think you get the full picture when you watch it. Yeah, for sure. With the green screen it. in the background, it feels yeah. like a YouTube, it's a YouTube pod versus yeah. this is where an audio. We're listening to more. But I was, I was listening on Spotify too, and it, it definitely does still hit there. <laughs> so to yeah, be clear. Shots out, shots out, Danny. Thank you for coming. Well, on. Thank you guys for having me. Sucker fun, honestly. Jeff, take us out. <laughs>